Yo, what up, though? This is Eshaan, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Chill. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Bro, what's the Connected Experience? It's a lifestyle. The lifestyle. Our, Our lifestyle. lifestyle. How that lifestyle been treating you? Man, um, I'm, I'm back writing, bro. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm feeling it. I, I'm about to write a... Uh, well, I just finished three books in like less than 45 days, 109,000 yeah. words. So I'm... Uh, What's dope about that too Is they totally different Totally different other. Yeah So in order to be the greatest Bro I figured it out I gotta switch genres Every So ne the next book I'm writing I'm writing a uh, A multicultural Romance novel Yeah You know what I'm saying Like yeah. Yeah, that's a category But yeah. that's what it is It's a multicultural Romance novel I don't wanna give away The synopsis or nothing But I just been thinking About that So in the last uh, Let's say 45 days I wrote 109,000 words That took me roughly like um, I forgot I got it written down Like 111 hours yeah. So I type uh, 928 words an hour yeah. You know what I'm saying In that average span You know what I'm saying So yeah. I'm going to take that same 111 hours Right yeah. I'm going to times it by my regular pay rate And what I make And I'm going to see how much that is And then I'm going to see with that 119 I mean 111 hours make me And that's when I'm going to decide on Really to buckle down on a career yeah. You know what I'm saying To make it a career Yeah How that lifestyle been treating you though Hey man It always treat me dope bro Like the lifestyle is why we here is why we get to sit with the people we sit with is why we talk to the people we talk to and it's just it's in us it ain't on it us ain't like on we've been us. doing this before the camera you yeah. know what i mean so just to see how it progressed that was a uh, dope to me so you got a word yeah i'm a uh, what word you want man i'm gonna go with a republican one that favors or supports a republican form of government what about you and then i'll go with democrat that's an advocate or supporter of democracy nah i never ever looked up the uh the the definition of Democrat that would suggest that a Republican doesn't support or advocate democracy. democracy. Exactly. Right. So that's kind of uh, different to know. So why was that your word? Well, that was my word because today our guest, man, we got uh, Joel Jones, like ourselves, he another Angster native. And like we say about Angster, Angster is the most, most 6.2. Miles, miles in the world yeah, Because we have so many firsts So many this So many that And it's across everything That makes America America Sports Politicians drugs, Entertainment Whatever Business yeah. Like come on Don Barton from Angstrad One of the right, richest right. businessmen To ever grace the face of the earth yeah. you know Even the lady On the picture That they do for the union shit With the lady River, Yeah she, She's from Angster. That was at a plant in Belleville That they took that But she's actually from Angster. So just The footprint of Angster Is everywhere man So oh, American fabric yeah yeah, 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 yeah So go ahead and Introduce yourself bro Let the people get to know you So Hey, what's up, family? It's Joel Jones, uh, state representative right now for the 11th district. You know, just one of the, the people's public servants out here. Happy to be here with y'all two brothers. Yeah, You're actually the youngest elected state representative, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, nah, that's national, now, right? Well, it was. It was national. Now I still, but I still hold the title here in the state of Michigan. But you know, I'm getting up there now, man. I'm a quarter of a century. So, <laughs> you know, that's crazy. So, <laughs> how, how, like, how long had you uh, been in the politics before you moved uh, to to the state representative? For you as elected? Uh, it was just a couple years, actually. Um, I, I got started around 2014 as a precinct delegate um, in Inkster, then ran for city council in 2015. 
supposed to be four year term, but we made that jump to the legislature twenty sixteen. Um, so I was only in politics for a year or two. Right, and you you was actually the youngest uh, serving on the city council. And Angster, yeah. you was twenty yeah. years old back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about growing up in Angster. So like uh, you say, you twenty five, we thirty eight. So our experiences could be drastically different, or they could be like exactly the same. So what part of Angster would you say? Like, I mean, the earth, Angster is one, but <laughs> where did you grow up at in Angster? I was all over, but I probably spent most of my time over near the gardens, uh, most likely. But I mean, I had family all over the town, so I was back and forth, um, right, right, everywhere for real. So, what was your experience like growing up since you like explored the city more since you had like? Because if you was in some kids didn't leave the garden, right. some kids didn't leave Saigon, so or like across the or wherever they live, yeah. yeah. So, how was that growing up? Where you know you got to a chance to like float around the city a little bit? I mean, it was interesting. You definitely learned that it was different sides of the town. Um, but I mean, I pretty, I think I had a favorite boy experience really growing up cause kind of the re- the relationships I had with different folks all over the town kind of made it a smooth transition no matter where I was at, um, from the young people that I knew around my age and the older ones, uh, that used to look out, um, because of the different, you know, areas that you could be in. But I think especially when I was growing up, it wasn't as, it wasn't as crazy as some of the stories I heard, right, uh, right. you know, before me, it was still, I mean, it was still some stuff going on, but it wasn't. You wouldn't have to check in uh, when you went to different neighborhoods. Like I used to hear about stories when people used to be moving yeah. around. So. I never had a check-in problem because uh, we just, first of all, we was off the porch way young. And then we used to rap. And then we used to ride our bikes. And we was just in a mix in a different a lot of different places. So I don't know if niggas was having to check in because that's never nothing I even had to think about. Like, that sound crazy. That sounds crazy. So you, you're 25, so... Uh, you didn't graduate from Inkside because Inkside was gone by then, right? Right, it was wrapping up. I I was over at John Glenn. Oh, so you went to John Glenn instead of Oak Park? Oh yeah, I definitely went to Glenn. Okay, yeah, <laughs> no, I got a twenty five year old uh, brother in law, uh, Eli Minor. You know what I mean? So I was trying to see if y'all crossed paths. Uh, he he ended up graduating from Oak Park though. Okay. You know, so so even that's a big thing. So like you said, you went to Glenn. My brother in law, he went to Oak Park. Other people from Ancient went, went to Oak Park. Rhyme First of all, went yeah. to Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. So talk about like growing up thinking you go get to go to Ancient High. Ancient High was popping back then because yeah, yeah y'all was winning football. Yeah, yeah. So. And then talk about that like that change of going to John Glenn. Yeah, I mean, it was it was hype. I, I think even growing up in, in the town, I was going to school, like, all over the place. I I was even in the city for a minute. I came back and started going to Wayne Westland because you know, I used to be at the high all the time because um, they had a lot of good programs, all kind of shows. The sports was banging. They was doing all kind of academic stuff with dual enrollment. Um, but then, you know, they started running to the financial issues. And so uh, it just made sense to go to Glenn. And, I mean, everybody was still kind of connected. A lot of people was at Wayne Memorial or Glenn, I was from the town. Yeah. Um, and it was still my first years at Glenn. Uh, the high was still open up, but it was it was on its last leg by that point. Um, I mean, I definitely wanted to graduate. If you if you pay attention to the culture in Inkster, I mean, everybody was kind of like a Viking or there's a bulldog over at Robichaud. Yeah. And so, you know, that history has been longstanding. So many memories at the building. And it was just crazy to see them knock it down so quick. They you know, they shouldn't even have did yeah. that because Angster High was the first integrated high school, one of the first integrated high schools on paper in Michigan. So that should have actually been a historical site, mm-hmm. even if that wasn't the building. Because, you, I mean, I don't know if you know, but the original Angster High School was on Michigan Avenue in Harrison. And then that building uh, was built. And it had a swimming pool and everything. My grandma is the first graduating class 
who graduated from that building that they knocked down. But on paper, Inkster High was one of the first integrated high schools. So just alone, that building shouldn't, shouldn't have been have able to be knocked, knocked down. down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, it's things like that. So I love the town. I'm for the town. I'm from the town. I own property in the town. But it's a lot of mishaps in Inkster that make me upset. That's one of them. Uh, yeah, not the having a school of, drag, yeah, uh, yeah. district. That's the biggest one. The mishandling of the Malcolm X property. They was about to tear that down. Like that. That's the last standing house that. Uh, right. It's the last standing address in. that he uh, lived in. Uh, the only thing about that statement is we don't know if the address in Queens uh, that he lived in that's owned by the Nation of Islam, we don't know no, if that's, that's still standing. Right, right, right. A lot of people think when that got firebombed that it burned to the ground. It actually didn't burn to the mm-hmm. ground. The back of the house just burnt up because the firebomb didn't explode like, like it, was it was supposed, supposed to. to. Right, right. So we don't know if that's still standing, but the proof of a house that's still standing, of course, is uh, right on Williams. Now, you got into politics early. Like, did you go to college after high school? Like, what made you say, yo, I want to pursue politics? Uh, it just kind of happened for real. Uh, I definitely went to uh, U of M Dearborn. I was I was trying to figure out if I want to do criminal justice or uh, political science because at first I just wanted to. I was working on being a spy. That's what that was my my plan. Like I was trying to go work with one of the three letter agencies. Um, ended up joining the army, uh, doing a few things. But my parents always had me involved. There's a lot of opportunities for me to volunteer in the community. So. I kind of just stumbled into politics. Got good. Yo, son, it. did you say you was gonna be a spy? Yeah, I was trying to <laughs> run over there real quick. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that that was the plan. You know, I seen all the movies, so I joined. I was I was about to go do some crazy stuff, but life took a different yeah route. For real. So what's crazy about that, right, is because I used to want to <laughs> be an international criminal. Like in all the steps that you, I, I was yeah. gonna go to the army and build up my network. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And then when I got out the army or whatever, I was just go yeah. continue my crime spree. So you would have been trying to look. For me, uh, <laughs> they would have did it too. Look, it. look, they would have put him like, Oh, you oh, he's from Inkster, yeah, 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 that's how they do it. Yeah. So, yeah. like, uh, what movie really stood out to you to make you say, Hey, I want to do that with my life? Because uh, these movies be based on real, right, people. real people, yeah. yeah. I mean, I looked at a lot of movies, you know, the James Bond and Mission Impossible, but I think once I uh went to college and I was still kind of on that mission, I seen uh, the spook who sat by the door. Yeah. And so, you know, that that kind of like I had a, a professor, he was a Black Panther, actually, you know, he he started the, the free breakfast program in Chicago with uh, okay. Brother Hampton and all them and all them good cats. And so he he put me on the movie when I told him I wanted to be a spy. And that just made me wait a minute. See, I would have I would have took that a whole different way, bro. Yeah. I, the way I would have took that is if you would have told him you wanted to be a spy and then he would have t- started telling you all that Black Panther shit. I would have looked at it as like you were a spy. Yeah. You weren't a Black Panther because why would you hear that he wanted? Why would he hear that you wanted to be a spy and then get into the Black Pantherisms? Because you know what happened. Like we, um, they when when they kicked down the door, they had spies. They knew where every room was. So like I would. Well, you saying that because he mentioned Fred Hampton. So you got to yeah, make that yeah, very Fred clear. Hampton. When you uh when you mentioned Fred Hampton, like that was only a spy could set that up. So for somebody to tell me after I said I wanted to be a spy that. Then to get into that, because I, I know about Colt right, Intel Pro. Right, right. We got an uncle, we got uncle with great uncles and stuff that was like deep into the Black Panthers and all of that. You know what I'm saying? So I would, I would have just took that different. Like, whoa, wait a minute, what? You, and that's not saying yeah. nothing about, about that professor. professor. Right. Sure I'm just that. saying, like, because I mean, if anybody know, uh, especially uh, Fred Hampton, uh, that was some a spy who set that whole thing up from the whole day because I think what more people need to understand more than a a Black Panther because he was uniting poor people through the Black Panther Party because for some reason 
people think that white people are rich and black people are poor. And they never heard of stuff like the Appalachian Mountains, where it's full of poor white people who face the same problems that black people face. And when you see in that it's a, a class thing more than a race thing. Now, for us, it's always a race thing because it don't matter if we rich or poor, mm-hmm. what can happen still to a us. Nigga. Yeah, right. 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 But for classism, when people get to understanding and seeing that, it's like for some reason that blow their mind as if they didn't think that this was possible and when we from places like Inkster and we grew up around places like Taylor and uh, Westland we see like no man like they poor or or just as poor or poor you know what I'm saying so get back into your story though once he seen that like what sparked in you it just made me because you know he so so for that brother I definitely would have been on the same tip y'all's on but I know he was uh he was a political person he was locked up for like 17 years uh I think he had like a 21 year bid and um, he kind of was telling me that, okay, if that's what you want to do, this is how you should play it. Okay, and so okay. even more at that point, I was like, okay, this might be something I really want to do because then I can really – because at that time, too, when I was in college, you know, I didn't really like the academic system that much. And I was kind of figuring, you know, what can I really do for my people in the best way? And I could have been to go ahead and, and, and really ingratiate myself in different communities to really give back and pour into the um, – back into Inkster and other, you know, black communities. So – uh, I was definitely excited about it, but like I said, life just ended up taking a whole different direction, and I ended up here. So what didn't you like about the education? Uh, you said you didn't like something about it. What didn't you like while you was in college, the academic system? You know, I just I didn't like the testing process. I didn't like, you know, I just I didn't. It was so much I just did not care for in, acad- in the academic institution. I mean, I love the conversations I had after classes. I love the discussions I had with professors. Um, but I b- believe education is so much more outside of those walls that we was confined in. Um, and it really didn't offer an opportunity for you to really uh, excel at what you were really, truly passionate about. Right. And I've seen a lot of people in college, I mean, brilliant minds really just stress out and kind of fizzle out and, and, really not achieve as much they possibly could have if given a different opportunity um, just because it was so structured and it's so... Right. Uh, well, I mean, it's the know. grand... It's, it's, it's a scheme that you Correct. that you taught Correct. your whole life that you're supposed to do. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. but on average, people who don't go to college, like, I know a lot of people who go, went to college and don't make as much as a nigga who retarded and just work at the plant. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's a lot of that, but it puts you in debt. It's a part of the system. So, like, when I went to college... I didn't go away, so I didn't get the experience. Everybody who, if, if you go away, it's for the experience. That's people, that's their first time living away. That's their first time not having to live by rules and all of that. But we ain't play by no rules. So by the time college came, it was just like 13th grade. Like, you know what I'm saying? Plus, bro, I ain't want to go where I want to go after I had no, got I accepted. Yeah, Savannah, State, Savannah, yeah, Savannah State. Savannah State missed out on us because of me. I, I can accept that. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So now you go into college, you, uh, you uh, alter your path. After having this conversation with someone who was a political prisoner who ended up being a college professor at Michigan, which is big, right? Because college professors are there to either challenge you or push you because a push ain't a challenge. If I can see a brilliant mind and I can say, hey, this will challenge your mind. Maybe you should look at the, to these things, right? And uh, it seemed like he challenged you. So when do you start saying, hey, I want to start the political process. I'm going to start at my home base on the city council. When when are these things taking uh, place simultaneously? Uh, yeah, I would think so. You know, I, I was because I, what I wanted to do uh, for that reason, I just started networking like crazy. And I've been doing that since I was in high school. And uh, I ended up running into uh, Senator Carl Levins, one of his aides yeah. and him at this event. 
And they flew me out to D.C. for the Congressional Black Caucus Conference. Uh, okay. The, you know, the, the black and brown convention they have every every fall. Explain it to the people who, in case they never heard about it. So uh, the Congressional Black Annual Legislative Conference is basically where all these black and brown people from all over the world come together, discuss policy, business, all kind of things. And it's just a big old party, too, for real. It's like really <laughs> it's really the place you go if you, if you want to if, if you're doing anything, this is the spot you want to be so, so you can meet everybody else doing stuff. And they flew me out, put me up in the room. I was, I think I was 19. They had me at all these different parties. You know, I'm VIP. I'm doing everything I ain't supposed to be doing. And I'm meeting all kind of folks. And from I was all across the from country. all across the, the world, world, the whole okay. world. And I was in the, I was in the youth workshop, though, one day. And it was all these folks talking about all the great things they was doing back home, talking about taking it to the next level. So as soon as I got back, bumped into my councilman. He's an older fella. He said, he had, I think he just got some contracts with the Air Force. And he was like, you know what I'm thinking about getting out of this. You know, if you want to run, just just let me know. So I grew <laughs> right, up out right. there. So I, I hit like, my shit. lick. It's hey. your turn. I was like, hey, it sounds dope to be on council. I was still in college. I was a sophomore then. So uh, went and got the petitions, talked to a few people, had had a whole bunch of events and stuff, and it just happened. So yeah. Angster, like most places that people vote, is always a divide between the young and the old older people usually vote off a of name recognition or they just don't understand they vote, but they might not understand the process. So, Hey, this person been in my district forever. I'm gonna vote for them. Not understanding. That's why your district is in the shape it's in because the person right. you keep voting for is, is not even yeah. doing what they are supposed to do. So when you throw in these events and you end up winning because people voted for you, did you turn the tide of the vote or did more young people come out to vote? I, de- I definitely think we got a, a bunch of young people out who didn't vote before. But, I mean, I definitely got the, the older vote as well, um, namely because, you know, when I was in high school, you know, my sister started a business. So I started in gray shade and it's them older crowds like the Chamber of Commerce. And uh, was, I was at a bunch of different events in the city. So I was kind of mixed up with, with everybody. Um, so, I mean, regardless of young people or older people, everybody in between, we was doing whatever we could to make sure we touched everybody. Okay. Because, um, you know, like the cat I was running against, Cool brother, he is from uh, Ipsy or Flint. Um, to be on the Inkster City Council, yeah, yeah, yeah it's never out works. there. It's never go. You yeah. know, he was living in Inkster for a little while. He's a little older than me, and so you know, at that point, <laughs> I was like, "Shit, winning the only option." And so, you know, right? Because how could you lose everybody. a seat in Inkster to a Flint nigga? Right. No disrespect <laughs> to Flint or wherever, <laughs> or whoever, wherever he was from. But like, that's like, the same if we was out here. It's like, like he could have really team. meant well, but you not like. It wasn't man. Time. Listen, man. I was just looking at some pictures, bro. My fa- okay, like so. He said my grandma was one of the first people to graduate from the Inkster High building, right? Yeah. My grandparents met at Inkster High. You know what I'm saying? My I just was looking at a picture of my other grandfather sitting on a horse in front of Saiga, like so. <laughs> To know that's how far back our family go, like that's like the miles, that's like the Lockhart's, like these these is generations and generations, and even with the Joneses, I know some of your yeah, people because like yeah. these names that mean something you couldn't have lost to a Flint nigga, <laughs> like no disrespect to wherever they was from, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So okay, you win. What district did you win in? So I was in District Four. Okay, break it down how that worked in Inkster, because then also when we get to becoming the state rep, I want you to break it down, like because you said District Eleven. So break down how this work when you're doing something that's like the City Council. What is District Four in Inkster? So District Four in Inkster is from Beach Daily to Eastern and Cherry Hill to Avondale. So it's, it's like this. It's probably one of the 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 best shape. That's districts. the north side, right? It's yeah. probably one of the best shaped yeah. districts out there. This one I was living over there on. Uh, 
I first grew up on Patterson, but I moved around the corner. I was on Avondale Beach, daily, almost on the border of Dearborn Heights. Right, um, where, so where the mayor of Inkster actually lived, lived. Yeah. Yeah. Dearborn Heights. Yep. Used to live across the uh, the street from uh, Mayor ha- Van Hafton then. I His son, Kwame, my best friend, one of okay. my best friends yeah. growing up. Yeah, yeah. good people, good people. Yeah. Um, and so that's District 4 right there. And basically how it worked, I mean, in Inkster, we was divided up in districts. I don't know if we necessarily needed to because the city's only uh, six, you know, 6.3, 6 square miles. But... Um, it's basically like you will represent that area. Um, but at the end of the day, I think especially us um, making the, the history made and stuff like that, it's kind of like I was just a, a citywide representative. So I, everybody's calling me for all kind of stuff. So that put a lot know. on your plate, though. So, like, yeah. so if it, so, um, like, who who the district over the south side? So, uh, let's just say District 2 or whatever, if they having problems mm-hmm. and they call you, do you call whoever running District 2? Like, yo, dog, get right. on your job. <laughs> like, this ain't up to me. Like, but you can't tell the people no, but right, I'm like, right. damn, dog, like, don't, since I'm good, don't toss all this shit over here. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, you know, at, at some, you, you got to learn the, the working relationships, but I think at the end of the day, too, is just like, uh, the same thing you say You can't really tell nobody no So you can do your best To partner up with folks But stuff be moving so quick People be needing You know different kind of help It might not be at a weight it's Just sometimes You just gotta go ahead And get, get to work for real um, But I think th- I think everyone understood That on the council That you know We, we kind of gonna work together And they kind of seen What was what was going on? Because I was catching a lot of a lot of stuff. I was gonna um, ask you about you know, the resistance from the yeah. older people that was on there. Like, did yeah. they like? Did they see it as like you was about to try to come overthrow it just because of the youth, or you know what I'm saying? Because you know it's politics. So right. they was once the young, but they wasn't this young. Like <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like the city wasn't in this shape because, mm-hmm. like when you sit back and think about a city with no schools is a playground for pedophiles because they don't you you can't live within a certain mile of a school, and if it's not no schools there, it's shit like that. That like that's the first thing that crossed my mind. Like whoa, if it ain't no schools, then how the kids gonna be safe? Like right. you know what I'm saying? So like. When you coming in the door and you the youngest, like how much change did you actually make? Like you know, like this wouldn't have got done without me. Like, did, can you count how much change you made, or it was so little that it's not worth counting, or it was so much that you can't count it? I think I think it definitely it was a lot of a lot of change for sure. But the way we was operating, it was like we was we was making sure we could be that bridge. Like I we wasn't trying, we wasn't really taking numbers or keeping the tally, saying okay, this is the young people versus the old folks, because the way everything actually happened. You know, we had a new mayor in there, four of us know on city council, so we completely flipped the whole everything. Right. And so, you know, most of the old people, older or seasoned folk that was on the council, um, then was all the homies. It was a couple folks on there that they yeah, was feeling the yeah. yeah, they was feeling their own kind of way. But, I mean, we had the numbers, and we was moving. You know, we changed the city charter, changed the former government out there. We got rid of the city manager so yeah. we can get a power to the mayor. Um, basically, whoever people elect, we want to make sure that those right. are the folks they can hold accountable. Yeah, I really don't like when people have city managers, managers and yeah, mayors, mayors because the city manager can get hired, the mayor got elected. So if I get get elected, that means the people spoke. And the last thing I want to have to do is have to get what I want done okay by somebody mm-hmm. who usually hired, isn't yeah. from the city. Mm-hmm. My wife used to work at uh, City Hall. She was uh, the assistant to the clerk uh, back when the clerk was a. Uh, I forgot the clerk name. But the only mm-hmm. thing about those positions is I feel like those positions should be for angster people. Right. The clerk lived in Melvindale, right? You really don't care what go on in Angster if you live in Melvindale. Right. You only at our city councils because you got to make sure the notes and stuff are being taken and you're at work and you're getting paid 
overtime every council meeting. I feel like those positions, this is every city, though. I don't think somebody from Angster should be able to go be the clerk in the city of Detroit because you have to be around this and come from uh, yeah, here. I, that's how I feel about this. police, though. I feel right. like if you a police, in, wherever you the police at, you should live there because right. you care about the community. Like, Because you an auxiliary, right? Yeah, yeah. So how did you get into that? Uh, that happened in twenty seven, July 29, 2017 I was just, you know, I used to hang out with the police when I was younger uh, Some of the cool ones like snowing them uh, when I was a, a young cat When I got older, because they knew, you know, I did the army stuff And I was hanging out, I was always around them They said, uh, I think the chief and the assistant chief told me to just do the program uh, So I just hopped in, it was cool But I definitely seen some of the officers in a different light um, so after working with them. explain what uh, auxiliary police is and the power that you have mm-hmm. if being that because people hear these terms but they don't know right. you know what I'm saying so explain what the program is and after yeah. you complete the program what yeah. happens yeah auxiliary police or reserve police a lot of times you know in Inkstar I think we probably got one of the most robust ones probably in the whole country and when it's a 21 week program you come out um, because of course we had all them budget cuts and stuff a while back uh, we basically like actual police officers in the town. I mean, you just don't have arresting authority and whatnot unless a sworn officer uh, gives you permission to do so. It could be in person. It could be over the radio. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, first of all, that's, that's how they crazy. crazy. It's crazy for so sure. if you witness me committing a crime, mm-hmm. you're in full auxiliary uniform and all that. You do not have arresting power. Yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of like you you got to act under the tutelage of a sworn officer. So, I mean, we sworn in, but like it's just certain things we're not supposed to do. Now, if it, if it was some a serious some kind of serious heinous crime like yeah. life or death situation, I mean that that's they gonna bend the rule. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. something definitely fine. But in terms of you know like pulling somebody over, trying to all kind of extra stuff, it creates a liability for the city. So a lot of things we just train not to do unless given some kind of direct you know command or instruction. But usually most of these auxiliary or reserve um, police that you see in different cities might just be there for parades or. Right. You know, Y'all in the field. Yeah. yeah. We actually, we in the car, you know, jumping out. Uh, you Y'all know, got burners? Whatever. Like, like the oh, yeah. auxiliary. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. I'm about to say, they, yeah. got, they got y'all out there like some security <laughs> okay. guards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but citizens it, can oh, make no, a minute, because <laughs> Wait a minute, though, because you are auxiliary, right? Mm-hmm. Is this a paid position? No, not an angster. Right, that's uh, what I'm saying. So paid. basically, they saying, "Hey, it's really violent. You're a volunteer, volunteer right? Officer. Right, you're a volunteer police officer who went through the training. So you you can't just go down and say, hey, I want to do it.' They say, okay, right. now go through this 21 week training, mm-hmm. understand the law, understand what we actually do. Correct. But when we get out here, you ride with me, and I'm getting paid, but mm-hmm. your life on the line too. Correct. You know, so that's something. Law enforcement is obviously something you would have to love to do that. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, I, I definitely wanted to get it because I, I know there's a lot of problems going on. We had the Floyd Dent situation. I know a lot of cats was getting harassed by some of the officers in Inkster. Yeah. So I kind of seen that as a way for me to get inside, make sure I, w- I could confirm some of the stuff. And then yeah, people actually think out. about police officers. Right. And so, you know, some things I found not to be true. Other things I found to be true. Uh, and kind of just like being there and then getting the other folks in there that we got, it kind of changed up the whole culture of right. the police department while we're there, at least, you know? Yeah, yeah. I feel so. like to be a police officer, like it's a level of numbness that you have to feel oh, because yeah. every day is just wild shit going, wherever you the police say, if you the police in Beverly Hills, you got wild days or whatever, but like, what, too many people speeding? You, you so, know, I mean, they crazy. I mean, you know, that's right. But, <laughs> but I'm saying, like, <laughs> before police, I, I think, like, I, I'm no advocate. Paper. I'm no advocate for anything. You know what right. I'm saying? But I'm saying, like, 
if you a regular person and you work at Burger King and you go to work and you have bad days, then you should be able to understand that a police officer or somebody else could also have a bad day. They bad day just might turn out into a news story, a news story. But right. you know what I'm saying? And I think people don't give people that much credit because they see these people as like they see law enforcement as like some form of heroism mm. when actuality is just a paycheck because you are still a human. You know what I'm saying? So. Some of these niggas might have need to take the day off work because he just found out his wife was cheating and then go to work and she was cheating with a with an African American and he stopped an African American who look like who look like like it's stuff like that that people don't factor in like they have bad days too so you got to be careful about how you perceive somebody approaching you because you don't know if they had a bad day or not you know what I'm saying so being young you in the mix you on the city council you're auxiliary police but you still from Angster. Still got ties. Anybody in Anchor has ties to the underworld, as we call it. How do you navigate that? Because, okay, yeah, we cool, and you that guy who I seen on TV and everything, but you also got to go to work in the morning and be an auxiliary police officer, and you just might know that I'm a criminal. Like, how do you handle stuff like that? I mean, it's just like I, I think definitely people know, you know, people exercise discretion whenever – um, we around, but I, I was even I was even talking to Cato uh, the other day, and he was telling me like you know he can he can go and take a picture with the chief of police. He could go be around officers, and it'd be no kind of, and it's not gonna be no mixed perception about who he is, what he's about, nothing like that. And I was like, you know, that makes sense because I would say it's the same way with me. Like I can go out, I can have on the whole uniform, do all the other kind of stuff, but at the same time I go out. Uh, in the neighborhood and do whatever is going to be all love because people know the kind of person you are. Um, and so I think, you know, I just make sure people around me is making the best decisions possible. Um, not to say that I'm not going to correct nobody or discipline nobody off of what they're doing, but I definitely ha- have had plenty of conversations with folks to let them know, okay, you know, what's a good decision, what's not a good decision. But at the end of the day, we all got choices to make. And we all adults Right Exactly And I, I feel like If anybody would disrespect The position Like if I'm coming around And I'm in my uniform Hey bro Like Don't I'm take in my uniform extreme, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying I, If I see you 30 minutes later And I'm not in my uniform Then it's different But right. if you Don't put Don't test me To where I gotta prove That this exactly. I, I, I uphold this position With right. respect You know what I'm saying So Okay, so you are actually a, a deacon at a very young age as well, too. So let's talk about all these things that you're doing at the young age. Like, what made you, were you a youth deacon? Or they tossed you out there with the big boys. Like, <laughs> no, like Deacon Joe's. <laughs> he ate. Like. <laughs> we got a little deacon program. Right. We, just started, we just started the little deacon program. So let's talk about that. How did you get so immersed in, in to go that far? So, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, I was born in the church. And I'm a spiritual Israelite, so I, I attend the spiritual Israel church in this army. Um, I grew up at Temple Nabraeus on the west side in the number of streets. Um, and so then, we, you know, but we got temples all over. What You said you, you, you grew up as what? I grew up at, at Temple Nabraeus. It's one of the churches on the west side. Um, no, no, what term did you use? A spiritual Israelite? Oh, a spiritual Israelite. Okay, yep. so, so let's break that down because I've seen the six-point star and all that. So let's break that down. The, the Ethiopian Israelites, the original Jew. Um, so, you know, uh, that's... That's what I've been learning my entire life. I believe, you know, it's not a religion. Um, it's it's really so much more a way of life. Um, yeah. We're spiritual spiritual people, um, God's chosen people. I mean, it's found. I don't think anybody in any religion I've ever discussed, whether it's Islam, uh, you know, Baptist. I mean, Christians, Methodist yeah. folks, Lutherans. Nobody can ever dispute um, that God's chosen people are Israelites. 
And so um, that's that's what I've been learning my entire life. That's what I've uh, grown up in. Uh, I started off as a, a junior deacon probably. When I think I was called to a junior deacon board when I was three. You know, they had me sitting on doors and taking out trash and stuff like that. And when I turned 18, became a senior deacon. Um, and I actually just got called to the trustee board last year. Um, so, you know, I was probably one of the younger ones, but I just made sure I hit all the marks as early as I possibly could. Right. Because, I, you know, I've been involved for my entire life. So Now, would you say uh, how much of your political life ties into your uh, religious views or your spiritual views? I'm not going to say religious. Uh, like, like how much of that tie into it? Like, have you ever had to sit there and make a decision like, yo, that totally go against everything, I believe, spiritually? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think everything I do is guided by what I've learned in the in the organization I'm a part of. So and I don't think I ever make anything that's a, a con- conflict of interest. Um, and I definitely think about the decisions I make, but because it's just a part of me at this point, it's, it's never a time when I just got to sit there and ponder on the issue, you know, too right. deeply. It's almost like it's second nature for me to make decisions that I make um, just because it's like I, I've really dived into it uh, so heavily where, it's just that's that's how I direct myself. Right, right, right. Okay, so we got some background. We understand why you do what you do. We understand a few of the steps you took to get to where you at. So let's talk state representative. Mm-hmm. Now you're sitting on the council. It's four new people, a new elected mayor. You've seen a few things change in Angster. Uh, you've seen how the process work. What make you say, let me take this to the next level and be this representative for District 11 now? With this question, break down where District 11 is. Mm. So, you know, it wasn't really a decision I made. I was I was still trying to be a spy. So, you know, I was down. Oh, so all this time you still, still pursuing, pursuing it. Still yeah. pursuing it. So I, I, was down in, uh, I was down in Fort Knox uh, in Kentucky <laughs> training. Um, hey, man. Hey, <laughs> like that, like people got to understand all of that, that this is real. It, though, but look, right, though, yeah. people got to understand, like, these are real jobs oh, yeah. that people oh, yeah. can, can get. get I yeah. think sometimes in our community, we think stuff like that is not real. Oh, man, it, it ain't no spies. Like, <laughs> no, it's really people who they right. training in Fort Knox, mm-hmm. which is a real place that does more than house the gold. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Right, and right. then, right, we know you know. That's what it goes. We got some games. <laughs> hey, hey. it's, it's a half a pound. I mean, it's a quarter pound to go. This, this Versace, this is a quarter pound to go on my nose. So did this come from Fort Knox? But no, you feel what I'm saying? So like every time you say that, like people got to understand like, like this is this real. was a real yeah. career path. Mm-hmm. And yeah. everything you was doing actually go along with that path because they could drop you over somewhere and put you right in government. And it's like it's natural to you now. Right. Like I've been right. on the city. Co- is that how you got plugged into hey, that man, shit? Man? Know. You know what they say, bro. You know what they you say. I tell you. Know, yeah, right. you know, right, yeah. right. Well, I practice 52 blocks, so I'm making it up out the road. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, so okay, you in Fort Knox, you uh-huh. still practicing for your career path, right. right? So then, what? How do you get to the state representative? Like even to know that? Okay, let me see if this will work too. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, so I was down. I was in the field, so I, I didn't have my phone or nothing. But as soon as I got back to my phone, I was I was only in the field. I think for like fourteen days uh, for this quick little training assignment. And uh, when I got back to my phone, you know, it was blowing up. First person I called back was the mayor at that time, uh, Byron Nolan, because yeah. I had all these missed calls. And uh, so I called B, he told me, uh, Julie Plawecki was a state rep, who was our state rep, she had just passed away, she was 54, had a sudden heart attack on this hiking trip with her family. Um, mm. He like, man, you know, he like, Julie just passed away, uh, they moving already so quick, and they like, uh, your name came up in the mix, you trying to be the state rep. I was like, okay. So Now when you said okay, did you, you understand, understand the seriousness? Did you understand what yeah. this meant? Because that's a verbal contract. 
Because he asking you, because <laughs> no, what I'm saying is the mayor who you got a good relationship with is right. said, hey, bro, you about, are you ready to move to the next level? And right. you just kind of nonchalantly said, okay. Right. Right. Yeah, so yeah. do you know what this entail when you said, okay? I, I mean, I wasn't thinking, you know, the way the way everything been happening, I'm task oriented. So the way that yeah. everything happened so far even is just because I get tasked and so we just knock it out. So, you know, depending on who stuff come from, it's not even something I even second. second oh, so you take so good orders. Like, yeah, so yeah, this nigga is a spot. So, so <laughs> right, right, right. Because this okay, so he off in the field training. I'm just putting shit together how I'm hearing it. I don't want no misconceptions. So he off in the field training, right? Hiking trip, sudden heart attack. You want District 11, right? Okay, okay. Let's go. So, from yeah, yeah, okay. So okay. you say you say yeah to the mayor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I say yeah. And so the team back home uh, at the time, my chief of staff was Javion Johnson. Um, he was going to all these different, you know, they had panels, they had interviews, uh, whatnot. Uh, it was set up that, you know, somebody could be a representative there, I found out. So he went and knocked all that stuff out for me. I get back home. Um, the oh, because this has to happen in a certain yeah. amount of time it because it was so long. suddenly. Correct. Right. So, so okay. how, when are you scheduled to be back home off the mission as opposed to when this phone call is? Like, do you got to leave from Spy Camp? <laughs> no, I left. <laughs> I left when I got done with my training. Okay, okay. so you was headed home anyway. Kind of, sort of. I still, I still had a little bit more time left on base, but I just came home because uh, you know they held everything down. By the time when I was coming back home, it was already it was already settled. Okay, so, okay. So on. just for clarity, you if 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 something happened as a state representative, someone can be appointed. In certain, in in certain, certain districts No that's so, what I'm saying Something tragic right. happened Like she passed away right. Suddenly So now we can appoint somebody Until the next election Correct Okay Yeah. yeah that's so that has to, That's in the Michigan what That's in, that's in the Michigan, Michigan Constitution yeah. That's in the different laws Yes yeah. so Okay it, tell, it tells you Depending on when they passed away too Like for her in this particular situation She passed away um, It was July It was nobody else who had The filing date is typically April for her election So nobody else had filed to run against her anyway So she's the only Democrat on the So she was going in if she voted for herself So they had to get a Democratic nominee From the precinct delegates in this particular um, predicament So the precinct delegates ended up choosing us Before I even got back So I came home in in the middle of a campaign Okay. So uh, we ran a campaign for about You know what's that August, September, October, November About three, four months uh, Unorthodox campaign and just came in. Now, who was your opponent for this? Like, for that first one, it could have been Robert Pope or James Townsend. I don't know. They keep bouncing back and forth. Oh, so they that's their thing. You run, I run. Okay, yeah. what, what is District 11? So, District 11 is all of Inkster, all of Garden City, north half of Dearborn Heights, piece of Livonia, piece of Westland. Okay, so Ooh, it actually looked lot. like you yeah. were going to lose oh. to the naked eye. Probably to the naked eye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A young nigga, yeah. like, in these white communities. Because, like, okay, so this is a worldwide show. So Dearborn is full of Arabs, the Arab community. Uh, Garden City, Westland, these are all white communities. Inkster is smack dab in the middle. This is where they say all the crime is at. These are a bunch of niggas in the middle of, surrounded by different communities. So a young nigga coming out of Inkster to run for the district. And this is what they call you. This, this, this is, is what this ain't saying. Right, right, right. This is this how is, it looks uh, in the political world. closed doors. This, this is, is what they say. Saying. Saying, because it's right, politics right. You know mm-hmm. No way this nigga could win right. That's that's the consensus yeah. And you would have to be From the area To, to understand. understand But it's an area like that Exactly Everywhere. wherever yeah. you at You know you what I'm saying So boom area. You run your Unorthodox campaign You 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 pulling out The young vote They, they never seen Nothing like this right. So The day you win What's the first feeling You have I was chilling I, I don't know If it still even hit me uh, All the stuff We done did Cause we, done, we done did some, We done did some Crazy stuff Made a lot of good deals But it's just kind of like you know, the way I grew up is just certain stuff you're just supposed to do. 
You know, it's like you when given the opportunity. I think any I think any black person really when given the opportunity to excel just does it. You know, right, right. So but I'm saying, but like you, okay. So like I was talking, we was talking about me writing the books or whatever. And every time I finish a book, I know I'm gonna finish it the moment it pop in my head, right? But the moment I type the last word, I just have a feeling that's unmatched. The feeling is just like. I set a goal, I did it. It ain't even, you know what I'm saying? I knew I was going to do it, but, like, you didn't feel that? Like, what's the, you? What, did you pray? What's the first thing you could remember actually doing? I mean, we threw a party. That's about <laughs> it, you know. <laughs> we, th- we, had a, we had a little, uh, we had a party, and uh, we was just chilling. I really was like, everybody, I think everybody else around me, I could live vicariously through them. A lot yeah. of them was, you know, they, because at the same, when I tell y'all, like, I was gone, but I came back, knocked the campaign out, muscle memory, it's easy to campaign, you know. Um, but I think a lot of the, the folks around me who was putting putting in some of the work, they definitely had that sigh of relief and, you know, that celebratory look. And I could just sit back and watch them, you know, the excitement and joy that they had. All I right. kind of could feel it. So you got an office at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the first thing you did when you walked in that office? Oh, I recorded a video for sure. <laughs> yeah, fresh off the elevator. You put you your feet it. on the desk. All kind of I would have stood on that bitch. <laughs> All kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't stood on it, just go stand on it. That's for Angster. Right. Yeah, this one for Angster. Okay, so you running the campaign, but are you still? Uh, processing what I have to do as a state representative because okay we happy because you're the youngest and you from Angster and you black but we still need you to work exactly. so you got to know the job right mm-hmm. now people get on the job training and you get a uh, orientation right. but this politics so leading up to it now if you said yes the campaign in full effect are you seeing or understanding what I actually have to do as saying that I'm a representative of all of these communities so okay for example on the council we just want Inkster to win right so we go work together for Inkster to win but when it comes to the state level everybody don't want district 11 to win okay like the the one of the District longest fights could be the, the right, one, but listen, right? one of the longest fights in the history of Michigan has been them trying to put, uh, even though you don't represent this district, a toxic plant where they dump toxic waste and Romulus on Angster Road, not not too far from Van Boren. When I was in high school, that was our governmental project. We had to go to city council meetings and write papers to why this should or should not be done. So our district's not looked upon as like these grand places on a state level, right? So how do you represent the interests of the district knowing that it's Westland, Dearborn, uh, Inkster, Garden City, when you actually in this district Westland, Dearborn, Garden City, they don't even really care about you. Those police will pull you over, and until you explain, hey, I'm the state representative, I'm Joel Jones, I'm actually auxiliary Mm -hmm. police, they don't care about none of that. You feel what I'm saying? Officer Friendly trying to show you, I don't care about none of that. So how do you represent that? I mean, you know, it's it's, it's a lot of constituency services, you know, solving a lot of problems with cats on the individual level, and then grabbing that low-hanging fruit that I can't for everybody else. Because, of course, you know, I'm from the town, so I want to make sure, you know, priority for me, and I tell everybody it's Inkster. Uh, we haven't had a representative who was from Inkster since the 60s, Iron McNeely, and the district back then was called District 20. Yeah. You know, from, from that, those decades ago, we haven't had anybody that's really been passionate about delivering resources to our community. And so I definitely think that we have a lot of catching up to do. Um, but at the same time, you know, I take the meetings with folks, set up events with them, uh, connecting with different individuals. Um, but I think that they realize that, 
you know, it's, it's it, I'm all about equity. So, yeah. I mean, of course, you know, I'm going to do what I can for you and you and you. Um, but I got to make sure we got ours as well. Yeah, and there's so, nothing wrong with that it. because that's how other yeah, people. Yeah, do that's how like, that's politics. Uh, yeah, right. So wherever the lady who spot you took over from the one of those cities, she felt the same way about her city. You know what I mean? Like we look at Angston in a high regard, but on the real, is not right. in nobody else's eyes unless you're from Angster. You understand what I'm saying? Like it's just not what. I mean, we got to find out all of this great stuff about Inkster because when we go to Romulus and we go to John Glenn and, and when Wayne, we go to other places, you Inkster, look and yeah. you got to say, hey, well, if it wasn't no Taylor, we might be the bottom of the barrel. When it, when it comes to this, I'm talking poverty line. I'm talking uh, medium household incomes. I'm talking two-parent households. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Because we represent all of that. Like, I didn't have a two-parent household, but my parents, both of my parents was in my life, right? The people next door are two-parent households, right? I don't know who turned out better mm. for the sake of this, right. but right. In, re- in, in reality, my mom did a great job, and me and my brother turned out better than every right. nigga we grew up next door to. And what I mean better is you only can turn out better if you have a sense of an, I have to help where I'm from. You feel what I'm saying? So if that means I'm connected to the underworld and I know the people who keeping up all of this trouble, it might be two sides. And I say to both sides, hey, man, chill that grandma out. still live in this neighborhood. Why you randomly shooting at people and all of this? Because bullets ain't got no name. Exactly. So that's exactly. doing better because even though you might have been a part of it at one point, if you could just, you got to put a bug in the nigga ear. Hey, y'all wilding, bro. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? You think the police bad? Nah, wait, wait till somebody <laughs> else get murdered. You yeah, feel what I'm yeah, saying, though? Yeah. And people got to understand that, like, it's a group of people right now that want better for the town. You named one of them, uh, Cato, which is Kevin Harrington. I came up with them boys, uh, Doug. I came up with them. You feel me? We might have gave Doug his first interview when he came home from jail. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? But that's because we grew up in the same neighborhood. He was he was I my little him. homeboy. Yeah. Not like, you know, I'm older than him. I probably got him about three years. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So these boys go to jail and come home, and it's like, hey, you can either be a part of the problem still or you can start being a part of the solution. And them two brothers are a part of the solution. solution. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, Skrill, uh, we always be a Skrill up. Oh, yeah. He part of the solution. So we putting these people out there that make people want to do better for Inkster because if it wasn't none of those people, where would we be? Right. If we didn't have a youngest state representative, where would we be? But also being a youngest state representative, you are young. So you grew up with social media. Uh, you still want to be fly. You still rocking what the young people rocking. And sometimes on social media, that just don't come across great. Yeah. Right. So I could think about one time not too long ago. Like something came up on social media and people was really flaming you, bro. You feel me? And I, I, I first of all, I don't, I didn't know you personally then, mm-hmm. and I only comment on stuff I know personally, right? So I don't know what I don't know your intentions, none of that. I didn't know none of that, so I just watch from afar. Yeah. But in so many circles, I'm the Insta representative, mm-hmm. right? So my city nigga send something to me and say, hey man, what's up with your man? Yeah. Like, what's up with your man? So talk about how you navigate through stuff like that. Like, because this was a big thing on Detroit Twitter. Like, right. like, <laughs> like niggas was really flaming you. And I, I looked at my wife, you know, because my wife from the town too. Now how you yeah. said it was an extra high Viking Robichard Bulldog yeah. thing. She, unfortunately, she's a Robichard Bulldog. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you feel what we I'm saying? We went to the Shaw for like half a year though. Yeah, but I'm just saying, that's unfortunate. But we graduated I, I graduated from, from Romulus, from Romulus you know okay. what I'm saying? And I tell her, Bulldogs just can't get as high as the eagle, baby. You feel what I'm saying? But, or, you know, yeah, yeah, and uh, that's with, a slick thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And right, I just I say that to somebody. <laughs> yeah, it's just what it is. They got to stay low to the ground. They fat and slow. You feel me? <laughs> uh, but I say, hey, 
they giving it to dog. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like they they really giving it to dog. And she like, you ain't saying nothing. I said, I really. She, I, what can I say? Like I can't. I, don't I, know I can't enough. comment. Like <laughs> it's two things I don't do. I don't comment before I know all of the story, and right, I don't comment right. after I know all of the story because it's not my business. Right. But talk about that situation specifically, and mm-hmm. then going forward, how do you handle stuff like that? Because you're young, you want to be in the mix. You fly. Like you feel what I'm saying? Like I see how if you that, post, and then I also be like, damn man. I know they be watching him, like not not just not <laughs> just, just the not just red. Detroit Twitter and extra Twitter, but I know like the people in the like state, Washington like, and shit. Like yeah. you feel what I'm saying? So how do you navigate first that situation, and mm-hmm. then how do you navigate when it comes to situations like that? Yeah, you know, I, I personally, I just always been a, a big fan of disruption, and so you know, me, I love you know conversations. Um, I love uh action all kind of I just love activity you know I love that kind of motion and so I know with that if we talking about the one about the post because I don't know it's been so many uh, <laughs> right they just be on your head uh, yeah. talking about the, the uh I know I made a I know I made a post that got got some traction for sure uh talking about uh black lives not mattering um and, and white people it was about something like that somebody had sent me a picture and so many times if somebody sent me a picture asked me a question I just posed it to my entire audience. And that's what happened this particular time. But right. folks thought, you know, and I asked a, que- a question in the caption. I said, is this a holla or no holla? And so I don't think nobody read the caption at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know, so one thing I did do, right, because what ended up happening is I saw the I saw the commotion on Twitter. Right. But right. I wasn't I couldn't gather what it was from. Uh-huh. You feel me? And then like either it was either my partner, Jay, who's sitting uh, across from us or yeah. my partner, Curve, was like, no, it started on Instagram. Uh-huh. So I went to the gram. But. What I do that people just don't do is I read the caption. And I said, well, he really didn't say this is how I feel. He just put it up. Uh And then people just, what people do, they ran with it because they think if you posted it, this is how you feel. (laughs) Only if it go with what they believe, right? You know what I'm saying? But they they was really going at you and to Uh the point where people were upset that you didn't respond quick enough. And then I think people were upset with your response. And... Okay, if you just told us, so you you started off by saying, I'm really a fan of disruption, mm. so if I feel like this was going to be disruptive, I'm going to post it, and I still think people won't understand that, even if you just said that out your yeah. mouth. Right. Well, I, I, think that, I think that's the case for sure. But, you know, I know what we was talking about earlier, you know, when he was telling, he was telling me whatever – we say on the show we can't. You got to stand on. So it's like I, at that point, you know, I was like, <laughs> shit. Man, I was like, I was ready to have some fun because people start coming crazy. So you look at the string of posts afterwards. I really start talking some trash, <laughs> yeah. you know. And uh, and then even when we got on it though, uh, you know, I was taking lives of people, all kind of stuff, letting them get all their emotions and feelings out. And it was just crazy to see like cats that I supported before, who I do plenty of favors for. Uh, was just piecing the words together the same way that the media do, like to cut up the stuff so weird. But like to me though, it was like you know I don't entertain negativity, so like I wasn't really tripping on all that stuff. I I get on the post what I post and I be up off of there. So I think a lot of people was pouring in so much of bad energy <laughs> that I was right. not even I was missing so like people had to send me like screenshots like, and stuff. funny shit. Yeah, because I was like <laughs> I was not even involved in the you know I was just coming on to do whatever I was doing. Uh, but you know, I I love that kind of stuff because I think it's you know to provoke a thought. I think it's a beautiful thing, you know. But. Now listen, uh, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I think people should like always just stop looking at things. I mean, they need to broaden their view, right? Mm. Because we can grow up next door mm. and not think anything alike, and that's okay. Mm. 
right? It's somebody from Inkster who's in never going to change. Yeah, yeah. You feel it? Right. We can grow up in, hey, listen, me and my brother are so different and it's people crazy. think we're the same yeah. person just because we're we look alike. Yeah. <laughs> you feel what I mean? Like yeah. everything is different. The way this is set up, how we're sitting today, we had an argument about that for at least five minutes. You understand straight what up. I'm saying? Yeah, straight up. I'm going to holler at you about that, though. Yeah. When no, we get I in mean, the car. you know. I hear go. I'm just letting you know. I forgot about that. I let that go. Yeah, don't. Don't, yeah, don't let I, it I'm go. Not. Yeah, you feel Until we get in the car. Yeah. Yeah. It's real, but go ahead. No, you know, it was just, I think that was just a good, that was a good time for me because I think, you know, I love just, Hearing the conversations with folks Because you know I seriously When they sent it to me I didn't think nothing of the post That's the whole reason I pitched it to the whole audience And I learned so many different things Not only about what people actually thought But even how people process their thoughts You know because for me I'm just a I'm like a behavioral psychologist I just love seeing how people um, Allow their thoughts You know to, to Their emotions their to, and just, yeah, you know, yeah, They definitely stuff. taught you that at Fort Knox I don't know what you're talking about, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so now we in the big leagues, right? We represent yeah, yeah, District yeah. 11. Now, I had a question, oh, though, man, right? So uh, when you work for a job, right, because you are you are elected official, but it's some type of job, right? You're like, it's a real job. Do Y'all y'all don't got nothing, no policies that, that, that permit y'all from posting certain stuff because this – Politics and social media don't mix to me. Like right, I don't think right. that social media campaign—I mean, platforms—should let you run campaigns or none of that because of the what it do. You know what I'm saying? And I think like since the it's not separated, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Since it's not separated, it ain't no guidelines. Like, yo, you can't be on. What can't you do? Like, if yeah. is it a list of shit? Because like at my job, it's a, a, a list of shit you can't do. But I never say I, where I work at, at my job. So if you on my shit looking, you can't. I'm representing me. I'm not representing the job. So like how. How do you uh, separate right, you're the two? Because you're a state representative, so yeah. like, I don't want to see you jumping around in no rap videos right, with right. choppers. <laughs> but you could because they well, legal. Right, but, right. but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But like, what they like, yo, son? What can't you do? <laughs> well, I think you know it's it's like I really can do whatever I want to do. Uh, it's 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 different things that they might suggest and recommend, and a lot of times it depends on what kind of counts. Like if if you get an official. You know, if I put state representative Jewel Jones, blah blah blah, public official, whatever, it's certain things that maybe then that you it's over, yeah. from posting, or if you got a campaign page, or if it's your actual official page, but still, at the end of the day, everything is just a, a, a recommendation. They, you might have people, you know, attorneys or colleagues that might um, suggest what you post or what you don't post, but it's a choice at the end of the day. You know, yeah. as long as long as you can, I believe in something I learned in law enforcement as well as if you can articulate, which is a very dangerous thing about law enforcement, is if you can articulate something effectively, it's fine. And so I think everything I ever posted, everything I ever done, I can articulate in a way that's uh, going to be, you know, in a certain form or fashion that, People can can receive it. Uh, well, so, you can you know, articulate it. How they receive it is on yeah. them. Right. Another thing I want to talk about, like being so young in uh in the politics. Like, are you worried about the scandals? Like, say you like you said you was having so much fun when they first flew you out. Like now, if you were to be at something like that, like would you look at a woman different? Like if she approached you or stuff like that. Like because that it's politics, one. it's dirty. So like it's they filthy. could be seeing you as like yo, he's gonna be a problem. So we got to get something early, and you just like. It's yeah. Friday night at the convention You know what I'm saying So like do you worry about stuff like that Cause this shit real Especially yeah. with text messages And phone calls And all of that Like y'all live in a sick world Doing oh, this yeah. shit now oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, It's real for sure I, I don't uh, I ain't worried about it though You know I, I learned young uh, If you pray why worry If you worry why pray So I just make You know I stay prayed up about stuff I like having a good time I'll be out But you know Whenever I get any kind of feeling that you know, I shouldn't be somewhere. I shouldn't be around certain people, or maybe I I don't need to say as much around these individuals or 
maybe I need to pull out the phone and start recording, you know, and throw it back in my pocket. You know, I get them kind of feelings, and I just I just act on that. But um, I ain't concerned about no scandals because I don't place my Right, 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 right. You, yeah, but that. just politics, like, especially a young black, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, Kwame just recently got out of jail, and me yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, congratulations. Like, and I fucked with Trump for that, and I, they can say what they want. Like, right. way to <laughs> Kwame and Harry O., you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like that's the culture, nigga. That's the culture, the heritage. That's why I tell them what they don't know yeah, about Harry O, about Denny's, man. Uh, so Denny's 24 hours nationwide right now. But when Denny's was early on, it wasn't 24 hours. And Harry O uh, owned the Denny's, if I'm not mistaken. And he used to keep his Denny's open because he partied late, so he would come in his Denny's, and then voila, he got the one of the better Denny's in the in the franchise mm-hmm. and not doing Denny's 24 hours, mm-hmm. right? I read that somewhere. So when Harry O come on, he we going to ask him to, right. yeah, yeah, to yeah. confirm that because, you know, we speak everything into existence. So uh, now yeah. we here, and now we got to get some things changed. And you have a vote in the House uh, in the, as a state representative, and your vote is supposed to uh, – Represent what we want in District 11, right? Well, I don't live in District 11, but I'm from Angster, right? Uh, because then, you know, some, you know, people crazy. They're like, nigga, 11. You know what I'm saying? But we talking District 11, right? And your vote affect how these people should. Well, you own property in District right, 11, right. though. That's okay, more important. Right, right. More important, because I pay the taxes. Right. So when you go to vote, and you know your vote represents so many people, how do you sure the vote that you're casting actually represents the feelings of these people? Because now that you hear, you don't just represent Democrats or Republicans, correct? You represent the entire district. Yeah. Right. So how do you know the vote that you're actually casting represents what the majority of people would do in this situation? You know, I just do my best to, to remain in constant contact with everybody. I got people I check in with, folks that check in with me. Just try to, you know, keep that the pulse of the community on my mind. And so it's about making sure I hold myself accountable, making sure I'm present, making sure that I'm accessible, making sure that um, anybody I need to talk to, I can talk to in the same way that I would, you know, articulate anything to my colleagues about my district to make sure that, you know, we get the message across what we might need or what we can do. I do the same thing for folks back home. So if somebody need to have a conversation about something or we need to get, jump into detail about it uh, or they need a little bit more information, we can do that. So, you know, whatever decision I make, I feel like I'm a trustee of the public at this okay. point, and I'm doing the best thing in the interest of them. Okay, know? now how many districts is it uh, in Michigan? 110. 110, right. All right, so it's 110 districts. This is District 11. Like, So you uh, with political time, you see these commercials. Uh, I forget. They say Dougie Bone ain't coming to work. And, uh, you talking about Gary Peters. Yeah, yeah, they say he ain't coming to work. Gary Peters ain't been to work or whatever. But then the commercial behind that say he got all this stuff passed. So how is he getting this stuff passed without going to work? Because me, personally, I could fuck with somebody like that if they ain't got to go to work to get the job done. Yeah. But some people is hearing that he not going to work. So like, Because they thinking from their job, job level, how can I, I, yeah. if I go to work, I got to go to work and be present to get stuff so done. So the question is, though, like, how often do you got to be there to feel like you got to make something happen? Like, like yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's 100, you say 110 districts. 110 like, districts. do everybody vote on everything or is it something that just affect, affect the Upper Peninsula? I ain't got nothing to do with that. I ain't going. I ain't voting on that. Right. Or how does that work? No, no, we are. Well, first and foremost, I definitely say Senator Peters is present at work. <laughs> and, he is, and, and that's a good brother right there. I've uh, been, been rocking with him for a minute. Uh, he's just one of our fair skinned brothers. But um, in Michigan, I mean, we all vote on the same time, on the same decisions that affect everybody in the state. So, okay, it's, okay. you know, we usually up at the Capitol Tuesday through Thursday. 
Um, of course, with the, the the pandemic going on, we slowed it down, but we kind of getting back to you know normal business. But Tuesday through Thursday, our time when we up there voting. Um, outside of that, and even then, you know, I think you have to be wherever you need to be to you know, to make change. So sometimes, you know, there's been plenty of times where I remember 2017 when I first got in the legislature, I, I went out, I was in Switzerland for this symposium this hey, one dog. time. Hey, listen. And man. I missed a whole bunch of, <laughs> <laughs> I, miss, I missed, I missed some session days. They was like, man, Rep. Jones missed about 100 you, you, votes. You, you, you got a Canadian passport? Uh, nah. Okay. Okay, wait a minute. So when you I'm say you, uh, <laughs> okay, so when you, so when you miss, does that hurt the district? I don't, I don't think it hurts the district, though, because, you know, like the, the way that I see it is that you already know how decisions are going to be made. Right. It's it's usually majority or not. And we have. So that's how it passed. It's majority or. That's okay. That's Major, how, majority do need to. Is it more than one person representing District 11? No, or just me. Okay. So it's just one person representing one every district. Right. Okay. Okay. And okay. we're the only ones that can actually. So we got the buttons that you, you use to vote. Only the representative can use the buttons too. So if we wasn't around, nobody on our staff or nobody. We can't have no representative do it. You, you got to do it. Be there. Yeah. 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 yeah but yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think it hurts. You know, um, you basically know how every vote's gonna be. We had a couple votes that were close. That's almost like neck and neck. Um, but but outside of that, um, mostly everything is almost unanimous or is just not. You know. Not how heated close. do we get in there? How heat like okay, so like how heated do these sessions be like the neck and neck shit? I'm like, is is it like the pressure on like what you go do, Jones? Like yeah. I mean it's just like it's it's real it's interesting. It's not it's not as like some legislatures they have actually live debate. Like uh in Michigan also structure where it's like you gotta request to speak and it's not like you can, you can, only one person can talk at a time. It's not like a back and forth conversation. But what you will notice if you pay attention, though, you know, like cats get caught in the back room, get their arms twisted. I remember even the auto insurance conversation. I'm I'm negotiating with uh, you know, Mayor Duggan and a few other folks up in different offices because every I mean that was a, a huge thing. That was folks. a huge thing in Michigan. Yeah. I mean, it's really a bunch of BS though. But I mean, like it wasn't it wasn't where it needed to be, right? Really, and so it's like you know. You can see a lot of people get their arms twisted in back rooms and stuff, but you really won't see it happening on the house floor. Right. You know? they, so they, they, they snatch you in. Or, well, yeah. they ain't gonna snatch you in there. Yeah, I, walk, I, just walked, I just walked up in there. You know. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, did did you? I, uh, <laughs> when they was trying to climb you on uh, Twitter, they say you introduced a gym shoe bill to wear gym shoes on the Capitol yeah. floor. Was that true? Yeah. It was. It was a resolution we had. You know, it's a it's a whole bunch of interest groups, and so this gets it into the a point of you know I represent other cities outside of Inkster. And and, and other organizations so you know you got people that have certain interests in the state um so it was a one organization with these coaches and athletes they wanted a sneaker and suit day so we just went ahead and did that for them you know that's the kind of low-hanging fruit that you can do to make sure that you know you're taking care of certain groups of people while you right because them. when did that get passed though oh yeah oh yeah because yeah. they mentioned it but they didn't <laughs> say if it got passed or not yeah, so yeah. what have you introduced that uh may be better than <coughs> something like okay cool y'all get to wear gym shoes to school because i yeah. mean I mean the work. I don't care about that. Yeah, yeah, right. That that doesn't affect right, me, you right. being able to wear gym shoes. I'm yeah. not in that interest group. Right. But what is something on your track record that you introduced that Or you supported or heavy. you supported yeah. heavy that was passed where you can where the district can look and say, Hey, okay, well, that does affect me. Mm. So I'm I'm okay with that. Well, I mean it's it's all kind of stuff that, that goes on from uh different credits for, you know, business or organizations to move into certain neighborhoods like ours. I mean, what not that I talk about, but probably the, the stuff I'm probably most happy about is the stuff I worked on with uh 
Representative Isaac Robinson, he passed away. I don't know if y'all familiar with the brother. Um, this white guy from Detroit. I know exactly what you're talking about. He passed away in early, uh, early March, a, early like March, late March. April, early, uh, early March. Yeah, 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 yeah. March, yeah. He, you was with Freeway Rick, real, yeah. real plugged with him. You ever seen Crack in the System? Uh-uh. Well, my brother, I'm yeah, in that. I was there the day that Rick got out of jail. Like we brung him to Angster. Okay. The first time he had, he's been where my mama lived at. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I that's un- that you know out. what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, cracking the system. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that was uh for some like uh, uh equity program for marijuana, right? Yeah, we yeah we was doing the stuff basically. I mean, because we were working a whole bunch of expungement, you know, criminal justice related stuff, um, post conviction related stuff, and you know, he was an attorney. He went to he went to. Uh, the school out in Evanston, Illinois, I believe, popular school with one of the Bernstein brothers, who's actually one of our Supreme Court justices. So Isaac, okay. was, Isaac was, you know, he was very active. I think he uh, did some stuff to make sure the Motown people got uh, yeah. recognized. Like yeah. I, I was familiar with him. Uh, I, when I seen he passed away, I said, "Man, yeah. like," and it kind of flew under the radar. I felt yeah. like, you know what I mean. But uh, so how 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 was that coming? As far as the uh, marijuana equity programs. I mean, all this stuff is coming together slowly and surely. Um, it's a it's a lot that the state has done that we just have to get. We have to make it more equitable. Um, like we have, and we have to make sure it's more concrete. Um, it's different things. You know, I talk about social equity with minorities, but if you pay attention um, now, what people do, a lot of folks with pockets come in from out of state, out of the country. Yeah, um, they'll find them a black face to pin up. You yeah, know, but say, yeah, this yeah, is who yeah, it yeah. is. Which I mean, I ain't got nothing against that because I mean, you're st- still helping out somebody, but. Um, a lot of things are not pure, you know, minority. Well, and work. when you say minority, like, I'm just concerned about black people. Like, like with like, not you because you represent a whole people. But like, I think when people say minorities or people of color, like that actually get rid of black people exactly. and stuff like that. And if all of the like by you being there passing all of this stuff and help passing all this stuff, like explain how much the words actually mean. Like if it don't say black people is not for black people because a minority is the minority. So if it's all black people in that situation, the white person would actually be the minority. So like when they write in this legislation and y'all voting on it, like are you really reading this stuff? Cause it'd be like a thousand pages. And then the page you really want to get to is like page Six, you know what I'm right, saying. Right. So, like, when you read in this stuff, have you ever said, "No, we got to change this because this ain't helping my people"? Or do you got that type of power? Is that what you get yeah. when you represent the district? Yeah, I mean, you get, you get all kind of power, but at the end of the day, if you want to amend a bill or something like that, you got to make sure that the majority of the rest of the legislature supports that. And so, you, you just got to look at the makeup, though. You know, although we got the executive office now with a Democratic governor, the House and the Senate are still controlled by Republicans. So it's just a lot of negotiating you have to do um, in order to get some of that stuff accomplished. But I mean, where it's extremely important, and I wouldn't, I would never suggest to write uh, straight up, you know, put a color in something that deals with equity or something like that. What you have to do is articulation is so important. Figure out what exactly does, you know, a person from Inkster or Detroit or Ypsilanti or Flint or Benton Harbor or Saginaw look like. You know, how can you accurately describe? that environment, that situation, that individual, and then uh, write that into the law. Okay, but on your job application, it actually, if you are black. Right. Right. So they put stuff to specifically identify you. So why, as a state representative, wouldn't you take the same initiative? Not uh, Yeah, you. Yeah. If the job application asks if I'm black, and that is your yay or nay, whatever, with job, we know how that go. Right. But why couldn't you write a bill specifically for black people? It's like it's because what end up happening ultimately that uh, bills and everything in America isn't for black people, 
right? Uh, they do represent. Okay, so when they describe in a description, uh, they might say, you know, uh, you have to be born here. That makes you an American. Right. So when these when the Constitution was being written, uh, they would want us to believe that we weren't born here. Our forefathers weren't born here, which is the furthest from the truth. Right. When you start getting into genealogy. So when people in these rooms and can actually say, hey, this got to be for black people. Is it because, you know, it won't get passed? Do you have a feeling that it wouldn't get passed if it said, hey, we doing a social equity program in Inkster, Michigan, which is in District 11, but I need this to be specifically for black people? Right. I mean, well, you have to be careful with that because, I mean, That's what I'm asking, the, you know, right. the, the p- power shifts so much that, you know, say we put something for black people, we get it passed, and then somebody want to come through and write something specific for another group of individuals. And so if you can break it down, you know, and be as, as smooth as you can with describing exactly what a black person is that nobody else can be, in different details and with different, you know, with different facts. Yeah. Um, I think that's the best way to go, as, as we've always did. Because, I mean, then, you know, you, you can kind of hit people uh, from a whole different angle. And they might not even know what's going on because of the way that you're writing the stuff in there. Because a lot of times with law, you want to be careful about how you introduce stuff and how you describe it. Um, because it can turn a lot of people off, you know, from the very beginning. So right. when you're dealing with folks uh, who don't know your background who your people are, what the importance of this stuff is. You got to come at it from a whole different angle in order to get this yeah. stuff passed, you know. Now, being up in there, uh, you ran on a Democratic platform mm-hmm. uh, both times, right? Yeah. But I recently seen you kind of proposed a new party. Uh, talk about that some before I uh, ask the question. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, some years ago, I had a conversation with Dr. West Bellamy. He used to be vice mayor in Charlottesville, Virginia. Okay. Uh, good brother. Uh, we were at a, I think we was at a CBC conference, and we was talking about, you know, getting some kind of organization together for young black people. Uh, we started the Black Millennial Convention about a year later. Uh, we started having, you know, conventions and annual convention, regional convention, and all different kind of places. Um, and then after that, uh, you know, Wes and a few others from BMC, and then other cats, influential folks like, you know, uh, P Diddy. Uh, we had, you know, different supporters, Charlotte, a lot of different supporters. Um, they all came together so we can start our black party. It basically was a party that was, it's not a registered political party, so okay. you wouldn't run as uh, our black party ambassador, nothing like that, like you were for the Democratic Republican. That's something we might explore in the future. Um, but for right now, it's really just a way to um, create space for black people specifically. Okay. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really just a way to advocate for us uh, without, being a, and we unapologetic about stuff, very, very serious about the business, and everybody knows exactly what it is when it's coming. So what I took from that is if people want to support this, that is very important that they know this has nothing to do with how they might go in the booth and vote. Right. right. I can be a black Republican, although I'm nothing when it comes to exactly. a political party. I voted both, and I only vote my interest personally. Right. But if I'm a Republican— Am I? Uh, I'm not gonna be shunned right. away. I'm not right. Like so, it's basically, more about we need black. representatives about that's black, black in Correct. these places, whether you vote Republican or yes, not. Sir. Cool. So, because you named a couple people who that uh, you label influential, and they also have something to do with entertainment. And people seen Puffy talking about the Black Party, and he didn't explain it like that. Because people was thinking like political party because it was uh, election time. So that was a great explanation, right? So Puff, when you see this, you can borrow that from the brother. Uh, but when it comes to that, how important is financial 
backing when we talk in state levels, federal levels of government, how important is to have financial backing when trying to do and push these things through what we need to be done for the community? I mean, it's extremely important. You know, money talks for sure, and and it, and, it, and it walks as well. So it's like you know, whenever you want to do something, where it's, you want to get some, you want to get something passed, you want to have some kind of event, get something out. It's gonna take money to get behind it. A lot of these commercials, you was talking about the commercials that they put out against Senator Peters. You know, that stuff costs millions of dollars, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars for seconds. And so, uh, whenever you you talk about moving, especially as you go up in, in on the state level, the national level, um, it's cats that ran on the state level who lost the race, who spent more than a half million dollars. Um, and it's just like the money is so impactful, um, depending on what, you, what you're trying to do, because even even for campaign-wise, you know, we have different things called a treasure chest that you want to build up uh, to make sure that you'll be in a good position if an opportunity comes up or if you get a challenger that you might be, you know, a little bit nervous about. Uh, but... I mean, money is all throughout politics. If you look at the insurance conversation that was going on and expungement stuff that's going on, um, it's a lot of people behind the scenes that are businessmen and women who are the ones that are funding a lot of these yeah, ideas. Yeah, and that's what push, well, and that's actually what I wanted you to get get to because people don't understand that it's money that get this stuff done. Right, right. right. you got to think about right. somebody running for the president. Like I spent a zillion times more to be the president than I'm actually going to make. So. Right. I don't think people understand like the the, the money is the real power. Like, right. like so when, when it comes to that expungement, uh, that expungement conversation, who's opposing? Who, like, that? who's opposing <laughs> people getting <laughs> yeah. their life together? Like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm a former felon. I got my felony expunged. I did it myself. Mm-hmm. So I seen like how uh, the process the process yeah. work. I want to know the process of everything. Why is this needed? Why do we have to pay? But who would be opposed to something like that? Why? Like, would what somebody, are some, uh, some opposing uh, uh, arguments right. what, that what, you've what, heard? Like yeah. such and such from District Thirty Nine is like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like because it makes you look at stuff like. Are they making valid points? Right. Like you know what I'm saying. So like, what's yeah. the opposition to expungement? Yeah, I'm not so much sure that the, the the opposition is to expungement itself, but it's just more so the details. So you know, like um, for example, it's a timeline onto when you could get uh, expungement after you right were five years. It was five years finished. The, you know, the, yeah, the, the last day of pro whatever your uh, right. the last day of your sentence actually. Yeah, is. and it was a, it was a, it was a. a Container on like how many you, uh, felonies and misdemeanors you can get expunged. Anyways, in general, you know, it used to be one felony, two misdemeanors. Now it's two felonies and four misdemeanors. So it wasn't really so much that they were opposed to the expungement. It was just they was opposed to some of the details. Like okay, we, so did they keep? I need to know. Did they keep this detail that even though it's two felonies and four uh, misdemeanors, no drunk driving, no drunk right. drivers, right? Right. That that was a, at yeah. one point that was a stipulation. None of that could be a drunk driving. Correct. Is that still a stipulation? Because yeah. I'm with that. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 okay with that because I feel like when you drunk driving, that you put being more totally people at risk. Yeah. Irresponsible. And usually the person who's drunk driving is the person who walk away right. from the accident. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm okay if that was a, a argument, mm-hmm. right? But is that still one of the things that can't be done? Yeah, that's still in there. So you, you that's that's not something that you can readily get expunged right now. Um, but I mean, not. I know that you said that you kind of uh, uh against it. I, I think it's some it's some folks right now that are trying to figure out what we can do to kind of uh, be a little more lenient on that on that particular topic. See, topic. but at I, the end I, of the day, when we talk about second chances, you know, that's that's still something somebody might have made a mistake. Yeah, before. but right. to catch a felony from drunk driving, you got to be free. Yeah, I remember you got arrested, arrested three times. I remember when we when I had gotten some trouble and. Uh, 
I had caught a, a dog, a, a bad motherfucking catch. You know what I'm saying? And the person in front of me was uh, was he he had been drinking and, and driving since 1982. That was 19 years at the time because I was 19 years old, and his attorney was arguing to try to get him out of jail mm-hmm. and give him a breathalyzer and all that. And yeah, I agree. People make a lot of mistakes, and mistakes need to be forgiven. But if you've been doing something for 19 years, it's not a mistake. That's by choice. You know what I'm saying? And like some crimes put. I, I victimless crimes. I'm, I feel different about right, like right. drunk driving is not a victimless crime because we seen how they end up. You know what I'm saying? But like, that's just one we had to think about. Yeah. It's not a drunk yeah, driving yeah. conversation. It's yeah. just like <laughs> I would wonder things that you hear. Right. Opposition yeah, things that you hear. How much? How much of the? How much of this uh, state when you up there at the state uh, capital and stuff? How much is it really? Is still a good old boys club, and we just we want to keep it how it is type of thing. I mean, that's gonna be there for for a very long time. I think until we. Start moving to the Upper Peninsula, probably the West Side of the State, all these other places, and really start infiltrating some of these communities and and growing out out there. I think it's gonna continue to be that way because we just in such a the southeast our, corner. Yeah, our representation. I mean, we all over the state, but in terms of where where our power is, definitely. In, in uh, the but you know, a lot of the, the 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 black population that's all over the state is actually counted through the penitentiary. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's a lot of black people up in the Upper Peninsula, but they don't have a voice because why they're in the Upper Peninsula. Like, would you ever consider moving up there? to li- Like, how long would you have to live in the Upper Peninsula or something to, to run for their district? You're supposed to be there two years um, before you can run. Uh, you're supposed to have a residence there for at least two years. Uh, before you can run for real, so and is do people do stuff like that? Hey, I just yes, own a house yes, here. I yes, yes, they do. Yes, they you know do. what I'm saying? That's what the Clintons did yeah, when they first they moved. Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> in Harlem, yeah, yeah, that's yeah their primary yeah. residence. Yeah, they do that, yeah. If it's listed as their primary residence, yeah. <laughs> now, people might have something to talk about on. But I mean, you stand on that's where you was resting your head at. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, in January, uh, some people call it a attack at the Capitol. Uh, as I, I don't look, I, I don't think it was an attack. I think. They, it was a well planned. It was very well orchestrated and carried out very well. I don't know who's responsible because I could see different things from both sides of why it would have worked for either, either way. way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But some of them people might have been state representatives. I think I seen that. Like, <laughs> how do you how do you feel about that? You you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. Uh, they they on the news it's like they're causing havoc, right? Mm-hmm. And the narrative. Uh, people paint this if they were black if they were black well i gotta get this off my chest first of all black people wouldn't do that right right because black people have no interest they they, they, they're not even conditioned to 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 run up in something right (laughs) second of all i don't that's not my measuring stick of who would have got shot and who would have did what you understand what i'm saying and people need to stop thinking like that because if black people would have did that that would have been done Mm -hmm. right of course they go be in front of the Capitol or whatever for black people. We told them when we was coming. Right. Of course they're <laughs> right. not going to be there if online is just rumblings, yeah. right? Because these what people need to understand is all of these people, they got platforms that we ain't never even heard of, mm-hmm. playing the stuff that we ain't never even knew until it's right there in our face. Right. You feel what I'm saying? And then some of these people in law enforcement, some of these people are in politics, some of these people are CEOs of companies. It's a guy at where I work at. Who I the first time I seen him, I looked at him dead in his face, and I uh, when I went to the crib, I said to my wife, "He one of them ones, yeah. right?" I've never been wrong when I said stuff like that. When I worked at a company before, the first day that I was going to training, I looked at a dude. 
He didn't even see me, and he was about to be my trainer. I said to my wife, something up with dog. He ain't right, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Two years later, something came out that how he put another dude in the trick bag. Mm-hmm. I said, I told you. Yeah, I, yeah. Soon as I, soon as I seen my man at the company, I said, he one of them ones. To the point where I went and seen, was he out of office that day? <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Because right. that was just my, I don't even need confirmation because I know. Right. He might have just been smart enough not to go that day. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? But, like, how did you feel about that? You a state representative. One big thing in the state of Michigan, they said you can't bring uh, visible assault weapons, but you still can carry concealed okay, weapons. Right. You're not even supposed to have a concealed weapon in a federal building. So, the, uh, I mean, in, a, in no government building. Mm-hmm. So that shouldn't be a thing. But then I know in the summertime when people was protesting, they was up there strapped at the Capitol because they wanted their haircuts at the state Capitol. So when you got to go into these type of environments or see that people okay <laughs> with some of this type of stuff, how do that how, how do that sit with you personally? I mean, personally, I, I don't really think too much of it for real. You know, if, if it was just me completely uh, by myself, not taking into consideration the people I represent, I wouldn't be tripping. You know, I'm all about uh, people doing what they feel like doing you know, free choice to do whatever. I was excited to see those folks go have their little field day at the Capitol um, and, and for everything that happened that the way that it happened. Um, but, of course, you got to take into consideration. I had those same feelings. Yeah. Like, yeah, I had yeah, those yeah, same yeah. feelings. Me too, because yeah, because I felt like, actually, that's showing you that the shit worked. The yeah. laws and the Constitution that you represent work. You know right, and saying? I felt like it, nothing is more entertaining to me than seeing people act like exactly who I thought they were. Right, right. I love the Roseanne show, the original one. <laughs> yeah, because that okay? was hey, because yeah. that showed me that this is how this really is. I don't have some grand idea of what a person should be because mm-hmm. of race. And when you show me that you exactly who I thought you was, yeah. I'm happy that you gave me that confirmation. And but then when they start catching these people, and you see like these excuses they're trying to use. Hey, man, I know a bunch of veterans. With PTSD, but I know people from the neighborhood with PTSD that that's just not a defense, man. I can't say I did (laughs) this because I I want my mom. You understand what I'm saying? And your mom alive and living (laughs) Westland with your father. Like, what what are you talking about? You understand what I'm saying? So, like, it just was like, hey, I was I was happy. Okay, the truth is, I didn't even know that that shit was going on. He called me like, bro, I know you watching TV. I'm not a TV watcher. Yeah, I mean, I was writing again. So when I'm writing, I don't do nothing but write. And, And you know what I'm saying? So when I turned to it, I'm like. Oh yeah, this is what's up. This is what's up, bro. Like this is what's up because and and this is how people should know that it wasn't an attack, right? Because when those people come, when they attacking something, they burn it to the ground. Mm-hmm. People don't even understand the White House was burnt to the ground before and rebuilt. The Boston Tea Party. That's to all attack. This, yeah. Like we only know about Black Wall Street. The masses Because it was burned To the ground yeah. Because they telling you We don't even want Remnants of this mm-hmm. It has to be a myth That this stuff Even existed yeah. You feel what I'm saying So that wasn't an attack Because it's still up there mm-hmm. It wasn't burned To the ground It would have We would have heard about it Because it led with bombs right. Or led with fire And I'm not Calling for none of that yeah, But yeah, I just yeah. know Through the story Of America it go it go down in flames. Nah, what he was getting at though is like, okay, so when you go back, when y'all sessions open back up, and you go up there, and you know that this is a possibility, like security wise, like do you like yo? Is we getting some more security or do I mean? Well, we know you, uh, we know you, you can have it yourself because of the trading, but everybody can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I seen, I seen, uh, I seen because right, you're the youngest, so they gonna have a fight with you in real life instead of life. yeah. But yeah. it's okay, nigga up there eighty. Camera, yeah. 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 I only hope it's on camera so people believe oh, yeah, what you say. Half, half, yeah. But like, but it's people, yeah. But it's people who actually afraid to go to work, and 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 those are the same things that they used when it was time to integrate 
high schools, they use fear tactics, right? right, right. Like we see those kids with all these armed guards around them. Mm -hmm. But have we ever asked them, were you afraid to go there? Or did you know what you were doing was going to be so big that actually somebody punching me might have took it to the next level? Mm -hmm. So those are fear tactics. But like... When it comes to the black people up there, man, just on, put it on the floor. How do what kind of conversations y'all having? Like, yo, if this happened to us, we all got to get here. Like, what was going on with that? How many black people up there, man? man what, well, how many representatives in the in the legis in the in the house? Is excuse me, about fourteen of us, and then out of a hundred and ten, yeah, and in the Senate, it's a handful of them out of out of twenty uh, twenty. This totally of like, hey. who do the menu? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the menu, it's not, it's not, it's not really a menu, menu out there. Okay, you, okay, yeah, okay. You and I just bought fourteen niggas. Like Y'all ain't never get no chicken. <laughs> it <laughs> so always depends, shit. but uh, you know, it's, I mean, I, I, that's why I can, I can kind of echo the sentiment of my my colleagues in the caucus, the black ones and even the white ones and everybody else in between. Um, a lot of people are nervous about the situation, even when we go back to, you know, the plot, quote unquote, to kidnap the governor, which I think was a bunch of BS too. You know, them brothers. They had a whole, uh, they was coordinated with different militias and organizations because they were trying to come into the Capitol. It was all going to lock us in the chamber, had plans to firebomb the, the, the House floor and basically burn us all alive while we was in there. You what? Know, so when stuff like that's, that, that's what? vicious. Yeah. That's burn vicious. Though. It is for sure. we, like, we just up here, like, making laws. For the, for the state. Right. So, you know, when people hear stuff like that, when that kind of information get out, a lot of people get nervous. You know, folks yeah. are coming to work with, Bulletproof vest, ain't gas, nothing wrong with that though. That kind of stuff. It, you know? Do you do you got a bullet? Well, you got a bulletproof vest because you are auxiliary. But like, do you wear it when you go? Like, no. it ain't nothing wrong with caring about your life, man. You know what I'm saying? Because if they do come, they the last thing they think is that you got a bulletproof vest, yeah. dog. And I got a gas mask too, bro. Like. That shit you need, but yeah. I don't right. want to wear that going to work. Right, right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got to wear a gas mask going to work. I'm tight. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. so I just don't want yeah. the hassle. Right. Or so like, you, what if you use your vacation time around then? Like, do they like tell y'all shit like that? Like, hey, you know, you got a little time. We don't want everybody up here at the same time type no, of shit. You don't, no, you don't really give vacation time. I mean, we are, we kind of consistent with the breaks that schools would typically take, but we don't just, like I said, like, as, as a as a rep, it's at your discretion when you oh, okay. if you want to show up to work or not. So everybody basically show up to work when we're supposed to be there, but you don't just take off your, <laughs> on your own breaks unless. It's no, no, what I'm saying yeah, yeah. yeah because okay, so you just said y'all basically go to work when y'all want to. Is this, this this is a paid position, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a it's this a, a tax position. Yeah. It's like you're supposed to show up to work, but I mean, even like it's it's been cast before in history that just did not come. <laughs> so once they got up. elected, it's just it is what it is. Yeah, it is. It's really. Now can like, you get fired from this position? No, you because can't get you elected. Fired. You can't Right, that's what I'm about to say. So hey, we got to pay this next, nigga the next too. election. Yeah. yeah, you paying until not paying no more. Nah, you, you can get expelled from the from the institution, so to say, or different things like that. But that's that's a whole different conversation. But as elected official, it's like really, you you in there until wait, you get voted you out. The next election, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, and, and if I don't come to work every day, I still get to get paid. Yeah. Now let me ask you this I need you to introduce hey, something Into the law Where that where that will stop Because <laughs> if I don't go to work Yeah, yeah, yeah Of course it's not going to be But I got to get this out I got to get that out Just so people know That I'm okay with uh, I'm not okay with that But I only pay my taxes When it's time So you can't take anything Out of my check anyway I pay you until yeah, you, I just want you to tell me yeah. How much I owe right. I don't want you to take tell my money And tell me how much you're giving me Giving me back Right Because I can't trust that But back to uh, so when y'all hear about this plot against y'all, just because you got elected, like it's not like a personal attack against you. Like, do you look around at some of your colleagues, like, yo, how 
how much are they helping with knowing what the fuck going on in here to know that they can even plan something like that? Because it got to be people on the inside when yeah. you plan something Those like people, that. I mean, these people inside for sure. I mean, they even just, one of my colleagues just uh, came at one of the other dudes who was a Republican because he was, I mean, some of them actually strategized with some of the militias and things like that. So it's like, you got to be cognizant of who know, was whatever, who? you know, yeah, who is who, you know, what people are doing, different situations, stuff like that. Because, I mean, it's a lot of stuff that's happening. You know, like y'all said, it's people in, in behind closed doors having all kind of conversation, doing all kind of stuff. So it's just something that you just got to be, you know, aware about. As long as you're aware about it, you be situationally aware. You know, I'm confident anything happened at the Capitol that, you know, the state troopers, the Capitol Police, uh, those of us who are got, you know, a different kind of training, we're going to, gonna address the threats, you know, with the same or, or more power than is necessary. You know, so I'm not concerned about us getting overtaken or something like that. But um people Well if they start in the South Wing, no I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> All right, no. if they start with the no. force head niggas. Oh, yeah. no. Well no, I would I would say them for last if I was ever applying something like that. I okay, so when it <laughs> that's that sounds crazy that people like I just don't yeah, think yeah, right yeah. I just don't think like uh I I feel like when people think about stuff like that, like you giving the government too much power in your mental. Like to like nothing that's ever happened to me, I blame on the government. Right. right? Nothing. Like it's not I did not had this happen because of the government, right? I either made the choice somewhere along the line, I made the choice. Mm-hmm. Now, if because the choice I made, something was against that, that the government had something to do, then I participated as well. And I think a lot of this stuff is just, hey, man, people are sore losers and sore winners. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you a sore loser mm-hmm. and a sore winner? Right. That that don't even make sense to me. Like, listen, man, everybody go have a time. Right in 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 in, in uh, the United States of America, the Corporation of America, everybody is going to have their time. That's democracy. Wh- whatever you do with your time is going to dictate where you end up. You feel what I'm saying? You can't be upset because the uh, governor is a Democrat. Like we never had a Republican governor. Right. You live in a trailer park, sir. Right. That because that's how they got caught because they lived in a trailer park and was practicing every Sunday in a trailer park. Where everybody not even on the same page, so we can't keep this under wraps. You don't even live on ten acres where you can have people come to your house and you do what you uh, want. On your, yeah, on your that's own not that's not property. the government fault. Because when it was a Republican governor, mm-hmm. you, you still lived in the trailer park. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? I don't understand why people they like these people get too involved. They get too involved with the Democrat versus Republican. Does that even matter? Like it, 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 when it's all on the flow, does a party someone represent in the in where you up at in the, in Michigan? Do it even matter? Yeah, I, I would say it does, though. You know, uh, I think some of us definitely operate off the the intuition that you know we just there for people in general. But some folks, I mean, the the, the way that things get so partisan nowadays, some folks even will go against their own belief to make sure they toe the party line. If that's you know, especially and I, and I have to credit Republicans, you know. From the the folks I worked with, uh, when they want to make a decision about something, they all is making that decision together, regardless if they like it or not. Oh, so re- the so is. they not divided like they not divided like they the move in unison, right? So because wait a minute though, because if you want to get a decision made, you have to move in Correct. unison. Correct. Okay. 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 I mean, you a Democrat, you right? I'm not. Remember, I'm, I don't well, represent. Yeah. No. No yeah. political. But party. I'm just saying because even Democrats would we'll do that. Divided, like Correct. if we want to get it passed, 
we put have your to, personal beliefs to the side and let's get it passed. Because I know I just know a group of people like that too. So I'm just right, right. I'm trying to understand. But go yeah, ahead. niggas. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you look at District 11, you're a Democrat. But like, how much of District 11 is actually Republicans? I mean, so like, I mean, do you get a, do you get a political breakdown percentage, yeah, percentage yeah, it's, wise? It's, it's yeah. a majority Democratic district, but of course, I mean, if you take into consideration the the so like I have parts of Dearborn Heights, Livonia, Westland. You take into consideration the entire districts and stuff like that as well. Then that's when the numbers get a little skewed. But it's a majority Democrat, really probably sixty or seventy percent. Where I'm at, how it's cut up. Yeah. So um, when you won your last election, like what was the margin of win? Like was you? It was it a nail biter? Well, I had sixty six percent. Oh, okay. Um, okay. It was, I wasn't a nail biter, but it was. I didn't really campaign either, so that's kind of just like. Well, yeah, because that's yeah. what they read. Like you ain't even campaigning; you just winning because of name recognition. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, these of course these people don't live in right. District Eleven. Who was upset? Yeah. You know, but it was, I, no, <laughs> they, they don't like it's yeah, people. They, People out there running gives me all kind of crazy, and don't even so live I'm, in the district. I was like, all right, y'all can send whoever y'all want. But uh, so basically, you was laughing, not like, well, yeah, you laughing like how uninformed they are Correct. on the politics, right? Mm. So when you beat somebody by sixty six percent, do you say like, am I really doing a good job, or are people really just uninformed? Uh, I mean, I was, I would say definitely. I would, if we when you have a reflection, your political reflection, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we ask anybody in the district that I would check with. I, I would be, I would be confident they would say we're doing a good job. Okay. Uh, this entire, um, this last election, quite frankly, I mean, that's kind of the, the, the general percentage what, uh, what you would win by, um, out in that neck of the woods. But okay. I mean, I was supporting. I was making sure that we got Biden and Kamala in there. So that was that's where I was. Where, why were you doing committed. that? Oh, well, you actually had a uh, what's her name in the town? Uh, oh, uh, uh, Carrie Washington. Carrie Washington. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. I think that was one of our last events yeah. we did out there. I mean, we did lots of her. I mean, her magic, all kind of stuff. But you know, it was like I was with them cats only because that administration would be more favorable to some of our some of our issues. Um, and plus, a lot of people that works with them, uh, a lot of the black people I work on a national level, there's a part of all they different camps. So you know, it was we had people with senior advisors. Directors, all kind of stuff with comedy. So just politics, it's just it ain't like it's, yeah. it's, a, it's about creating space for us. And so the best way to create space, I mean, we had a lot of inroads with with Trump's administration and stuff like that. But you know, them cats move. So look, uh, kind of majority way. of the uh, time that the, uh, we've been doing this voting process, black people have been uh, Democrats, right? Right. Extremely loyal to the Democratic. Party. Extremely loyal to the Democratic Party, right? Maybe more than the church. Uh, no, they more loyal to the church. Cause no, the no, church, the church, because the church will push you through the church, church. Yeah. Nah, how do you feel about that? Knowing that people just vote Democratic because some people vote Republican because, but we're not right. talking about them because mm-hmm. Black people just love the Democratic Party. So when I first started, so the first president I ever voted for was in two thousand. Uh, he. Uh, or, Gore, right? I, I knew nothing about Al Gore. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I was a Democrat because my mom was a Democrat. Uh, I'm from Angster. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a Republican sign. You know what I, I mean? I can't even quite necessarily I, say that. I was no, never even saying, checking for nothing. No, but Republican. I'm saying I'm paying attention though, right? So I vote for Gore, but he lose. Right and however, okay, right. right. So they he they stole <laughs> right, the election right, right, in right. in the yeah, in this uh, state that your brother is the uh, the governor, right? Mm-hmm. So what other state would you still in there? Right, right. <laughs> right, right. If my brother was, yeah, if my yeah. brother was the governor, hey, do something, right? Because I that's, owe you that's that since we was kids. Right. You remember I took yeah. your candy? Yeah, yeah. I owe you right. what? Yeah. But then I started paying attention more to politics, and I said, 
yo, I'm 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 not a Democrat. Mm-hmm. I, I don't align with these things. I don't agree with none. I don't. Of this. I don't. I don't agree with this. Like I'm I'm not voting Democratic again, right? But I think I did the, the next election. Was 04 with uh John Kerry? John Kerry was in 04 yeah, with Bush. 04. Yes, John Kerry. Okay, and yeah, Bush. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And there was an issue with Tennessee, and then I said, you know what? When I vote, if I vote for president, because it is my right, and you do what you want to do, and I said I'm I think just people start. don't understand that that's a right. The right to vote means I don't have to. So right. I don't. A, a million ancestors could have died, but a million ancestors also died from the drug trade and from sports. So just telling me somebody died does not mean and, and I then, have to and vote. So that's when I really started looking into the politics. Like, wait a minute, I started getting familiar with crime bills and, and stuff like that, and I said, yo, that's actually adding more to the. Gen- Genocide than voting Republican You feel me and I was like Why don't more black people Pay attention to what they doing Okay so When it comes to Democrats and Republicans First of all you don't have to choose one People think you have to choose one And I just said you know what man I'm going to start voting for the people I like As a politician I don't have to know you personally Because in your personal life I'm not I, that's like that's not my yeah. business, right? <laughs> yeah. So when I started doing that, I felt better about voting. Plus, it's not your business who I voted for. I don't ride around with bumper stickers. And if mm-hmm. I did, that could just be the decoy because I live in this right, type right. of neighborhood. <laughs> so, like, would you advocate, especially with being that y'all want to uh, get the black party, which is actually non-political, off the ground but will back political people, would you advocate that more people look into, like, uh, what are you actually doing? Signing up for when you say you are a part of either party. Yeah, I definitely would tell people to do that. Um, but I, I think that I echo. I mean, really, at the end of the day, from all the stuff I've studied and been a part of, I, I actually would say that before people even get focused on politics, that we have to figure out um, self. You know, and, and I'm I'm committed to building up the the black community in general. Yeah. Um, aside from politics, I think at the end of the day, we can get our act together, and get our things together, and get ourselves together. That. Uh, we won't be so concerned about who's in office politics or, the, you know, the political arena per se. We will become more of a, a unit that could um, direct how the Republicans and Democrats or, or anybody else for that matter um, operates. But we first had to get a lot of stuff in order that, you know, for years has just been damaged and, and diminished. But I think if we can get if we can get on that level, we want to even have so many concerns that we do nowadays. What's the number one thing you feel like? Because you said if we get our act together. What's the number one thing on that list of acts we need to get together from your point of view? Well, give me two. I mean, I would even say how you just talked about Democrats being so divided. I was out in unity, you know, unity and love. I think initially that's one of the first easiest things we can do. And then um, people got to understand too, like just because we stand in unity, don't believe yeah, we, we, we have agree. the same beliefs. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. just uh, okay. So for instance, like yeah, I hate the way the stronghold the Democratic Party has on the black people. Like they never like double back, and that's that's true. Like these jokes and memes that people post, mm-hmm. but how you post something you know true and continue to let it happen, right? So that's one thing that I just think we need to do is like just take a step back and. Don't be so devoted emotional. to no party yeah, yeah, or yeah, emotional, emotional with yeah. it. Like we need to get the community in a better in a better state. It's right? not a community. That's, well, that's what it is. Right. 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 right now we're not a community, and the reason we're not a community is because the sense of community was destroyed 
by the the money value, right? So if Santoine and Antoine get rich at one time, it was preached that we move out of the neighborhood. By moving out of the neighborhood, that just paid taxes and all the school money to everybody else. Now our neighborhood suffering, and now we looked at it as different because if I move out of the neighborhood and I come back and I'm doing my thing in the neighborhood and something happens to me, this dummy, why he ain't get out the neighborhood? But then if you move out of the neighborhood and take your money out, 20 years later, they gentrifying it and everybody coming in and swooping it. So what do you do? You know what I'm saying? Like, Angster put out way more good people than bad people, man. The projects got way more good people with loving hearts in it than than all of that. These ghettos, they just highlight, like, like, when you think about the shit that we was glorifying as kids, like, niggas thought they was going to die at 18, 19 years old because we want to be hardcore drug dealers who shooting up the block for a thousand dollars you know what i'm saying and now it's like damn what did i do with that thousand dollars you know what i'm saying because you drive up harrison harrison still fucked up since the 80s the the fucking streets is still fucked up so like did we destroy the community so much that they don't even want to put new concrete in this motherfucker you know what i'm saying so that's where the divide come because the neighborhoods we split up the money once niggas got money they left and then it left a bunch of starving niggas who we can't even see nothing positive. Like, bro, did you know that at one point the 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 the, the, uh, the assistant of the NHL Players Association was a white man from Inkster, Michigan? That's how, like, it's just not a black thing with Inkster. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The first National League baseball MVP, MVP is from Inkster, Michigan. Inkster High, from Inkster, Michigan. You feel me? How can yes. you tear that building down? Yes. You understand what I'm saying? And people, they don't care about it. You know what I mean? They glorify the wrong the, shit. Yeah, they, glor- yeah, they glorify the wrong say, things. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like when we care about where we stay, then that's all it takes. Nobody listen, else got to care about. If we care yeah, about. listen, bro. I don't litter in Angster, mm-hmm. and I throw some shit out of my car in Dearborn or whatever. But it's the total opposite for motherfuckers that they litter in Detroit and across Eight Mile right now and won't throw shit out the car because they value this for some reason. But you will go in front of a nigga grandma house and dump your whole crib out that you just, you know what I'm saying? Like people don't value. Yeah, the, I just was it. riding up Angster Road and where the record store at. Like people dumping over there. Yeah. How you dumping over here? Ain't nobody see this. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Like no, like it's. <laughs> dresser man like come on like ain't this on our main street mm-hmm. you feel what i'm saying where if you go two miles to the north you you're scared to not even have your seatbelt on now a lot of that stuff don't even come from people within our neighborhood but if i'm driving past at two in the morning and i peep y'all dumping something hey you don't even know if this is my property i'm about to whoop up hey man what you doing you know what i mean hey take that where you live no really take it where you live because i can own this and they can get like that because i'm protecting my property but it's like people don't care and until we care nobody go care nobody already care and it only take us to care you know what i mean we pump everything into everybody else so it's like when you it's like uh you live in a household and your household in disarray, but when you go outside, you you like that person that everybody think they want to be like. That's how I look at the black community. Let's get our house in order. And by house, I literally mean you get your house in order. I'm going to get my house in order. We're going to take them same principles. We're going to take that same passion to keep your family together. And then we're going to keep this community together. And then that's why we want more than 14 black state representatives. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean? that's, because that's that's preposterous, man. Yeah, that's yeah. Not, and do they all come from the southeast? Like, for real. For the most part, I mean, the, the, the stronghold of us, like Inkster, Detroit, 
Ipsy. But I mean, you got a, a few from Grand uh, Grand Rapids you know, area and shit. areas and stuff yeah. like that. But man, that's yeah. sad, man. That sounds crazy. I mean, but that's just what it is. Like, no, I mean, no, no. But I'm just saying, even with politics, like, like the voice is so small in that in that playing field. Like, so of course it's hard to get a a bill passed that says specifically for Black people. Like, even yeah, even if all 14 of us vote on it, that don't even matter. Like, so that might not even happen. <laughs> so I was, I before we get up get out of here, here yeah. before we get up out of here, like, what's your future political plans? I mean, that's an excellent question. When I know, I let y'all know for sure. You know, we trying to figure that out right now. I'm just this the home of exclusives, just by the way. So <laughs> you could come back here and tell us first. Yeah, you know I, definitely, I definitely would let you know right now. Though I'm just I'm fully committed. You know, I'm 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 big proponent of secession planning. So I want to make sure that we don't have another 40, 50 years. So we have another rep from Inkster. Um, so I'm committed to making sure that. You know, not only my office, but other shit. That's enough to support that, that shit. As long as you run, bro. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just to make that six. You said yeah, the 1960s. Yeah, and then it's it's a young girl who just got uh, elected to council. I think too, like a younger woman. I just was at the city council meeting online okay. and extra. Uh, I don't know her name. Regina Washington. Oh yeah, 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 yep, 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 yep. Yeah. So like anybody who getting into politics to invoke change. I'm not opposed to that. Like, you know what I'm saying? That that's where it don't matter the party. Like that if you trying to change. And plus black people used to be Republicans anyway. I don't know right. if black people know black that. And for all you time. yeah, if all you Democrat loving niggas a Republican freed you slave minded niggas. Well, nobody freed us <laughs> yeah, because just, we, we live in America shit. and we not free though. Like right. I mean like we got you know what I'm saying, the notion. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Free. And that was actually done out of politics. Spike, yeah. No, that yeah. was the, right, that was done out of politics. Uh some of them. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, at the end of the day, like... Political move, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, Right. And it was almost a wrap, because, you know, the North... <laughs> because the, the, the industrial South is really where the money was coming from. That, uh, what they call it, uh, Alabama, Mississippi, the Black Belt. Oh. Yeah, that Black... Hey, it was nothing popping like that that over there. But this is how you know it's wrong. They had an infestation of bull weevils, and they never recovered till this day. That's well, a, a, that's a what? A, that's a beetle that eat cotton. A word? Yeah. They had an infestation, and they were never. That's why Alabama, Mississippi, when it come to they, uh, like what they worth with the states, they can never recover. This was their main source of income. They called Damn, it the who? Black Belt. Yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. And I wonder who dropped the Beatles exactly. off over there. Somebody man. did, yeah, that because yeah. they never recovered. That's why they where they Somebody at. Did. So I mean, that's just the chickens coming home to roost for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. hey, man, we appreciate your time, man. Definitely, you feel man. what I'm saying? Like you doing some things in the community. I'm happy you got that out. That you uh you uh, posted that to, to disrupt, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to disrupt because they was upset. I love a conversation for sure. Yeah, they was upset, yeah. and I think one thing we. The majority of people got to do is a read and comprehend. <laughs> yeah, that's the most read and comprehend, yeah. and then that's just a lost art. Don't and don't come. With, don't be so emotional because emotions never got anything done. That's gonna go last. Yeah, it's, it's, that's yeah. gonna last, right? Yeah. You know. So, hey, man, we appreciate you. How can the people get in contact with you? Where can they see you at? Uh, social media, Jewel Jones and my, or you know, tap in with us. All our info is out there on the web and all over the internet. Catch me in the neighborhood somewhere. Uh, you know, shoot, we work now when we catch you in the neighborhood, are you working as a police aspire or stay hey, rep? I'm all, I'm just doing well. <laughs> right. Hey, before you buy whatever yeah, suit yeah, I got on, it, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. explain you know that holler to me because you that's your hashtag. Explain that to me before we get up out of here. Holler just a word I didn't c come up with or create it. 2015, I just started using it as a hashtag. 
You so have Jaru ever yeah, yeah, like, ran yeah. up on you about that? Nah. Okay. <laughs> but if he do, man, you know what I'm saying? Use, use some, some of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> use some of that trade. I don't I, think he gonna do that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he ready. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pull his file. See if he one of y'all. Like, you, come on. <laughs> like, come on. You got the power. Yeah. But uh, we appreciate it, man. Definitely, Everything man. you do that represent District 11, man, we appreciate that. And uh, if you decide to run again, man, let us know. Come here and let us know. And then uh, I'm gonna get with my partners. We go get some paper up, and we go become an interest group because we won't go change war on the Capitol floor too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go man. If they can contact you, where they go find you at one sljackson.com, one sljackson.com. Order your paper book copy of Animal Instinct, the Urban Jungle, the award winning uh, novella, the uh, the animated series. Man, yeah, that shit's done, coming. Man, it's, it's, it's basically done. You know what I'm saying? So I uh, I've been like I said, I've been on the keyboard writing. Every time I touch the keyboard, I get better when I'm writing. I'm Crossing over genres, you know what I'm saying. So my next book that I'm writing is a multicultural romance story. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, I can't. Yeah, yeah, you know I can't wait to. If they want to contact you, my nigga, uh, us at TCE Pod on Instagram and Twitter at TCE Pod on Instagram and Twitter, man. Hey, we just want to. Uh, Tell everybody we appreciate y'all tuning in, man. We got a couple of listeners in Germany. We got a couple of listeners in Israel. Port, Port Arthur, Arthur, Texas. Texas. What's so up? They listening to our voice in Port Arthur, Texas. And that's man. dope because we are the so UGK, much man. Yeah. It's probably Bun. So if it's yeah. you, Bun, just let me know, dog. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? But uh, like more importantly, man, y'all, somebody, y'all get out there and do some stuff in y'all community if y'all don't like what somebody else doing. If somebody poses a question you don't like, you just get out there and do what you think better. And if you know? it's a representative that you don't feel like hold, hold them to the fire. And if you run can't hold them to fire, run run against them. You you know what I'm saying? Don't you heard he said they got the war chest, so get your money up. <laughs> get your supporters <laughs> yeah, yeah. up and get out there and run. Once again, man, we appreciate you, man. I want for my brother what I want for myself. <laughs>